93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, October 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An explosion rocked an Allentown neighborhood, causing multiple homes to go up in flames early Sunday morning. Neighbors called 911 to report a home on the 300 block of West Green Street had exploded at about 3.20 a.m. When fire crews arrived, they found heavy flames shooting from the home around the corner on the 700 block of North Fountain Street. Uh, The house and a neighboring home were engulfed by fire and the flames were quickly spreading to other neighboring homes on the block. The flames eventually consumed 10 homes. There was panic as people realized what was happening. Yeah, it's a lot, right? Yeah. They showed footage from, uh, obviously, some sort of helicopter flying over and uh, it looked as if the the initial explosion had thrown flaming debris on top of other houses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Police went door to door evacuating residents. The fire continued to burn for several hours. Flames could be seen shooting through uh, the thick black smoke billowing above the homes as firefighters worked to continue the blaze. The Red Cross says that they are providing emergency assistance for a dozen displaced families, about 44 people. Oof. Eight of those families were affected by the fire. An additional four families are temporarily displaced during demolition that is currently taking place. Officials said one person was left unaccounted for, but after the evacuations, he was found safely. A firefighter suffered a shoulder injury while working to contain the blaze. You got to guess it's a gas leak or something. It know? seems like it, right? Wow. What else could uh, could do that? Yeah. A violent weekend has left a toddler dead and an 11-month-old in critical condition following separate shootings in Philadelphia less than 24 hours apart. Gunfire rang out at about 3.30 Sunday inside a home along the 3300 block of North Water Street in North Philadelphia. According to police, the shooter opened fire on a residence from outside, hitting a 2-year-old girl in the back of the head. The child died at the scene. The 24-year-old mother of the child was shot once in the right side, once uh, on her, once in her head and once in her back. She's listed in critical condition at an area hospital. Police say a 33-year-old man who was a contractor inside the home, was also shot in the stomach. He's listed in critical condition at this time. Acting Philadelphia Police Commissioner Christine Coulter says the home was targeted about five minutes prior to the shooting. Police say there was a shooting nearby that they believe is connected due to ballistic evidence. Now, Sunday's shooting comes less than 24 hours after an 11-month-old was shot inside a vehicle. The baby is fighting for his life after being shot four times, including once in the head. This baby was shot four times. Yeah. Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney says he was outraged, distraught, and heartbroken following the weekend's violence. No arrests have been made in either of the shootings, so anyone with information is asked to contact police, 215-686-TIPS, and you can uh, contact them anonymously uh, if you have information. The Oro... Oro- Orionid. Oh, man! There we go. The Orionid meteor shower. Practice it in everything. Everything. <laughs> Orionid. Orionid. I can do this. Orionid. Orionid. Nailed it. The garbage in... Nailed it in my head. (laughs) The Orionid meteor shower will reach its peak this year on the night of October 21st and 22nd. So that's tonight and tomorrow night. The best time to view the shower is after midnight when the constellation uh, where the meteors appear to originate rises high above the horizon. The shower regularly produces 20 to 25 meteors per hour. The moon will contest the shower, however, so it's important to keep your eyes away from the moon. The meteors from the Orionids are dust and debris left behind by Halley's Comet, a famous famous celestial object that visits the inner solar system once every 76 years. So that's tonight and tomorrow night. You can check that out. Yay. In sports this morning. Most <laughs> 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 
<sighs> the Cowboys rolled to an easy 37-10 win over the Eagles last night in Dallas. Is it? Yeah, Carson Wentz threw an interception and had two of the Eagles' three lost fumbles as they fell three to four on the season. They lost their second straight game after winning two. What the f*** is this? The Eagles are on the road again on Sunday with the game in Buffalo against the Bills. We'll see how that one goes. In in better news, the Philadelphia Union beat the New York Red Bulls last night in the playoffs in Chester. Marco Fabian's right-footed shot late in the first 15-minute period period of extra time was the game-winning goal for the Union, who scored two second-half goals for a 4-3 win. Who was asking those guys about overtime and to know the rules of overtime? So you're taking credit? Yes. Yes. Not all the credit. 75 me, 25 whoever the guy who did that. I don't know. Marissa gave me a little bit of credit because I was salsa dancing with them. Oh, that's right. So give me like... All right, sorry. 60 me, 20 you, okay. 20 the other guy. Okay, all right. <laughs> the third-seeded Union won for their first ever postseason game after three losses in the 10 seasons of franchise history. They advanced to play on the road again against third-seeded Atlanta United on Thursday in the Eastern Conference semifinals. And the Flyers, who lost to the Dallas Stars on Saturday night, are at home again tonight with a game against the Vegas Golden Knights. The puck drops at 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Welcome back and uh, ready for another work week. Let's see. I've not looked. Yeah, what do we have uh, for our Word of the Week prize? Well, you're not going to believe it. We have a trip to Los Angeles really? no. again. Again? That's four in a row wow. that we've given away. What movie? For the Word of the Week prize. It will be a trip for two to the premiere of Midway. Oh, this looks pretty good. Yeah, Tuesday, November 5th in L.A., and it includes two round-trip plane tickets, two nights hotel stay, and two tickets to the premiere. <laughs> uh, Midway opens in theaters on November 8th. I actually just saw a story this morning. They found a, a battleship from Midway recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they recently uh, discovered that. So... Uh, that is pretty damn cool. Let's keep that trend going. I love yeah. it. I like giving away the these, travel agency. Uh, these trips. Uh, so, guest on the program, uh, we're going to have a Not Your Average Listener uh, yes. on today, which is always a lot of fun. We'll find out who this person is and what they're all about, probably when we get to the 8 o'clock hour, and then we'll see if you think that their story is worth a cash reward or not, but uh, we'll have that person on. It's up to you. Yeah, it's never up to us. Yep. You are uh, the one who will decide. New Music Monday, we have, uh, or I'm sorry, not New Music, Free Music Monday. We're going to give away. Well, it is uh, new. It is new, but uh, from Foles. Uh, so that'll be coming up at some point today. And I have had not had a chance to, to dig through all our giveaways. I know do we, we do have a stack of stuff. In fact, we, we have a, another movie screening coming up. We do. Next yeah. week, next Tuesday, I believe. All right. Then I, you know what? I can give away a couple uh, tickets right now. I'll give away two pairs of tickets to see Terminator Dark Fate. Tuesday, October 29th. It will be at the UA Riverview. And then it opens in theaters November 1st. So we'll give away more tickets as we go through the course of the day. 215-263-WMMR. First couple of callers, we will uh, set you up. Excellent. Why not get started uh, with some giveaways before that sun comes up? Uh, So these things and more are taking place. Let's go ahead and take a break. Come back in a second. I've got a stack of entertainment stories from the weekend to share with you. More giveaways with the stupid question. And we will maneuver through this Monday together. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey! 
All right, so today we're going to do a stupid question, and I expect a reaction from both Steve and Casey. A pair of tickets to see Steely Dan. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll be there. Friday, November 8th at The Met. So uh, if you answer this question correctly, you will get those tickets. Let's go with... I have a couple different things I could ask about this same subject. Let's go and let's stay in the world of rock. Rock, man. Not quite progressive rock like uh, like Steely Dan, if you want to call it progressive rock. It's more progressive pop, but... Yeah. Um, let's say which member of KISS were an onk? As his stage makeup. Which member of KISS wore an onk as part of his stage makeup? Now, Remember, I'm through the years, have been pretty well versed. Several different members. I don't know this one. Of the band KISS. It's a tough one. 215-263-WM. I would, even Gene doesn't remember. I I would not have gotten this. Uh, okay, so which member of KISS wore an onk as his stage makeup? 215-263-WMMR. Today is Monday, October 21st. Uh, let's go through some birthdays today. We'll start with uh, baseball. The great Whitey Ford, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer, pitched the most World Series wins in history. And he is uh, 91 years old today. Still playing, right? Yeah, yeah, he's still uh, actively on the rest. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I'm sure I mention this every year, but I have his rookie card. That's, that's, that's a baseball card that's probably actually worth something. Because it has to be. Has it, It's rare. No, well, yeah, Steve, but like... The value of those go up and down so much. Oh, do they? Yeah, so I, I don't know what it's worth, but uh, um, that's one that I'll hold on to. You have it displayed? Uh, no, I have it in a, a safe case in, in um, you know, in the uh, Next the to closet. some oily racks. <laughs> <laughs> right next to the Daryl Strawberry and, uh, and the Cal Ripken rookie. Well, yeah. That, maybe that's worth something. I don't know. It might be time to uh, think about uh, putting that in some sort of... Yeah. But that's the era of baseball cards that actually have a little bit of value because they're a little more rare. Okay. Uh, we also have uh, actress Joyce Randolph from The Honeymooners played Trixie. She's the last of that group that's still alive. She's 95 years 95 old. 95 years old. Yeah. And even at that age, she's a blithering idiot. No, she's. Uh, um, I, <laughs> I saw her interviewed recently. She's actually pretty together. Judge Judy Scheinland is 77 today. One of the richest women on television. That is correct. Uh, and a guy who was just in town recently, Steve Lukather, guitarist from Toto. Yeah. Uh, very sought-after musician. Plays with uh, Ringo Starr's all-star band and has been doing that for a long, long time. And he's just insanely talented. In fact, on Beat It, on the song Beat It, he's the main guitarist. Now, Eddie Van Halen does the solo, but the... So he's done a whole bunch that of... That is Steve Lukather. A whole bunch of studio stuff in Preston. I think he might have done a, a fair amount of studio stuff with Steely Dan. I uh, Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Now, he uh, he said that Toto, the they just played here uh, over the weekend, or maybe it was uh, late in the week. Uh, that's the last time they'll play in Philadelphia. They are what? Gonna, he says they're pretty much done after this tour. Thanks for letting us know. But he's not going to... Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to wrap it up. Uh, he's 62 today, at least with Toto. He'll continue to play. Uh, actor Ken Watanabe... Uh, you may remember from Inception. Yes. And in Batman Begins, he pay, plays the fake Ra's al Ghul. He's damn good. Uh, he is 60 today. Wow. Looks good for 60 years old. Yeah. And he's also in the Godzilla movies. Uh, Man for Man. Another musician. I listen to this all the time. Uh, this is from Man for Man's Earth Band. Yeah. Uh, they also did For You, which is a really cool song, too. And they, but they, when they were just man for man, they brought us a doo diddy way back in the 1960s. doo diddy Yeah, that's cool. It's a long career. Uh, so he is 79 years old today. I like this version better than Springsteen's. Yeah, 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 I do too. I have to admit it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce's version sounds very, uh, very Cosby. Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, Steve, the Colonel Cropper. 
Oh. Guitarist for oh. not only the Blues Brothers Band, which is where I got to know him, but also Booker T and the MGs. He goes way back. And uh, he's another one of those hired guns uh, that uh, people definitely sought after. This is Booker T and the MGs right so here. So when in, called Green Onions. In the actual Blues Brothers album, there is another musician named Steve when he yells out, Play it, Play Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Or is it him? I think it's him. Is it him? I think okay. it's Steve Colonel Cropper, right. yeah. Uh, he is 78 years old, and I saved the best for last. Now, we'll hit a milestone birthday next year, and then you can go absolutely crazy uh, because she'll be 40 next year. But Kim Kardashian is... Oh, cool. my God! <laughs> the crowd loves it. They're yelling, I hear that? They're yelling, Kim! She's 39 today. Oh, my oh God. My God. You guys... Will she be a full-blown lawyer by that time? <laughs> Probably. Should be, Probably. Should be blown something. I don't know. Anyhow, 39 Thank years old. Thank you. I'll get to some Kardashian crap later on. Yay. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, which member of KISS wore an onk as his stage makeup? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Bobby for the answer. Hey, Bobby, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Vinny Vincent. Yeah, Vinny Vincent. Hang on a second. What's an onk, by the way? A, you've seen this symbol before. It's kind of like a circle with a... It's an Egyptian yeah. symbol. looks like a cross with a circle on top uh, of it. Oh, okay. Now, you know what an onk Vinny, what's that thing on your neck? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> I needed to pry open my chicken enclosure. Uh, Vinny Vincent, that is correct, was in the band for a short amount of time. Huh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the onk apparently means eternal life. In uh, Egyptian yes. war. Yep. Uh, so, Bobby, hang on. We're going to give you tickets to see Steely Dan Friday, November 8th at the Met in Philly. And it's part of their epic three-night stand at the Met, November 6th, 8th, and 9th. And the show on the 9th is sold out. Some tickets for the 6th and 8th are available via Ticketmaster.com. And complete details are available at WMMR.com. Uh, the box office this weekend yielded a number one spot for Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and it made $36 million even. So it took about half of what it, the first movie took its opening weekend, but it was really? still enough for, for uh, first place. That was followed up by number two, Joker, and then he had Zombieland 2 Double Tap, which debuted at number three. Which is decent. Uh, then he had The Addams Family, Gemini Man, Abominable, uh, number six, followed by Downton Abbey, Judy, Hustlers, and It Chapter 2. So they're calling Gemini Man a certified... Bomb, really? Because yeah. it lost projected for what they projected the box office to be to what the movie made. It's a difference of about seventy six to eighty million dollars. Did it get decent reviews? Do you? Know? It did not. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with Jennifer Lawrence. She and uh, Cook Maroney celebrated their love in front of friends and family over the weekend. And Maroney- love you. Yeah, they did it, and uh, the 29-year-old Oscar winner, <laughs> they gave him the mic they had for a that. Yeah. Can uh, you say something? Yeah. <laughs> I love you! I love you! Wrong button. Wrong <laughs> button, uh, The 29-year-old Oscar winner married the 34-year-old art dealer at a wedding at the Lux Belcourt of Newport, a mansion designed in 1894 by celebrated architect Richard Morse Hunt. Yes, of course. The so-called castle is... Ru- brother Michael. <laughs> yeah. ...is rumored to be haunted. The stunning estate was inspired by Louis XIII's hunting lodge at Versailles. 
Carolyn Rafelian, CEO of Alex and Ani, currently calls the man's home. Puts a lot of details about that house. It's a tremendous amount. It's, I, I was looking at pictures of it. Obviously, it's no dump. It's not a Ramada. It's so, uh, one one fun thing that I did years ago was uh, a mansion tour on Newport. Yes, there are a lot of them, and uh, it's unbelievable to see them one after another after okay. another. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we drove past this one. I don't remember it specifically, but they're they're unreal. The bride reportedly wore Dior. Uh, among I'm wearing Dior. Among the friends in attendance were Emma Stone, Ashley Olsen, Adele, Amy Schumer, and Kris Jenner. What I would collection. imagine if Adele is at your... She's got to sing something, Yeah, right? like... Do, would you, would do you, you ask her? press her to do that, though, or is she simply there for the Swedish meatballs and a little dancing? I don't know, man. But I wouldn't I'm, care. If she was at my wedding... Sing, I'd bitch. Say, yeah, listen, yeah. I'm the bride. You have to sing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the party got started Friday... With a rollicking clam bake rehearsal dinner. Oh, Cook is dancing, everyone. And it was under a white tent on Rose Island. Uh, Nicole Richie, Joel Madden, Cameron Diaz, Sienna Miller, and more were spotted at that. Man, it's just, you know, packed full of um, of celebrities. Yeah, the pair have been linked since June of 2018. So they're all her friends. Who's uh, I know Cook is an art dealer, you said, right? So yep. I wonder, anybody from his group show up? They didn't who are in- his buddy? They didn't indicate who... Who was there for who? Slats a, Mahoney? A rep confirmed to people that they were engaged in February after Lawrence was seen wearing a massive ring during a dinner with uh, Maroney at uh, Raoul's, an upscale French restaurant in New York City. In June, she had called Maroney the greatest human being I've ever met. Wow. Wow. In June, with June of this year, I guess. Yeah. It wouldn't be like right when they met. Right then and there. Pleased to meet you, the greatest human being I've ever met. Uh, she added, he really is, and he gets better. Uh, she was saying, uh, I, uh, when asked about uh, about him, she said, I don't know. It just started with the basics. When asked why she chose to marry him, how do I feel? Is he nice? Is he kind? It's just, this is the one. I know that sounds really stupid, but he's just, he's, you know. <laughs> it actually doesn't sound stupid. I, I, you know, you. I knew my wife was the one. There was no question about it. And it's it's the way of it. I'm just, um, it, yeah, I hope it goes the distance. Good luck. Good luck to them. He's the, he's the greatest person I've ever met, so I feel very honored to become a Maroney, she says. Who would want to be a Maroney? A Maroney. <laughs> I wonder if she'll want to be if she'll be Jennifer Lawrence Maroney after this. That yeah, would be a bold move. So we'll see. How about Mellencamp too? So Slap Jennifer Lawrence Maroney Mellencamp. Mellencamp. That could work. Uh, Meghan Markle is opening up about the pressures of being a new mom in the public eye. ITV released a clip on Friday from the documentary called Harry and Meghan: An African Journey, which debuted in the UK Sunday, giving viewers a rare glimpse of royal life minus the pomp and circumstance. This is like I was watching clips of this. It's very depressing. Yeah, is it? she's very she's very dour in this, and I, I you know um, she seems definitely affected by all of the negative press. Makes mention of that in, the, yeah. in one of the clips. All right, you want to play one? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Thank you for asking, because not many people have asked if I'm okay, but it's um, it's a very real thing to be going through behind the scenes. And the answer is, would it be fair to say not really? Okay, since really been a struggle yes wow yeah so there's one where she talks about um her friends had warned her about the british press and she's like, let's play the clip and it, but it's, yeah i mean listen listen to how she's uh, talking this is about her okay yeah the friends warned yeah. her about the british press here we go when i first met my now husband my friends were really happy because i was so happy but my british friend said to me i'm sure he's great 
but you shouldn't do it because the British tabloids will destroy your life. And I very naively, I'm American, we don't have that there. What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. I'm not in tabloids. I didn't get it. So it's, um, yeah, it's been complicated. Okay. I mean, that sounds pretty dire, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You would think at that level, at that, I mean, yeah. we, look, you're going to be savaged and knowing going in. Hopefully, you'd just be able to go, just say whatever you want, dude. I mean, it's you're not going to affect me. I'm rubber, you're glue. Yeah. Whatever you, you say, say. We have this saying lovely. in the yeah. States. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Come, could you send uh, uh, Megan in here? We yeah. have a saying here in England. Yeah. I'm rubber, <laughs> you're glue. Yeah. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. You see what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, she, she, in the show, she spoke candidly about the negative attention that she receives and the stress it's added to her life. So that's what, that's what that's all about. And especially it was, you know, tough during the pregnancy. Uh, and when an interviewer asked her if the situation had been a struggle for, she said, yes. Um, he had joined the, the interviewer, his name is Tom Bradby, Bradby. Uh, he joined the couple for their 10-day tour of Southern Africa, which ended with Harry castigating the press for its treatment of Meghan and launching a suit against the Mail on Sunday for uh, publishing a private letter uh, that she wrote to her father. And uh, separately, he sued News UK and MGN for allegedly intercepting their voicemail messages. As Can't well. do that. It's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Meghan and Harry, do you mind if I tag you along? Uh, yeah, let's see, what else we have here? It says, uh, new mom? Yeah, about, she, so she's dealing with being a new mother. Well, you let her tell you. All right. Look, any woman, when they're, especially when they're pregnant, you're really vulnerable. And so that was made really challenging. And then when you have a newborn, you know. You, mm-hmm. It's a long time ago, but I remember, yeah. yeah. You know, and especially as a woman, it's really, it's a lot. So you add... This on top of just trying to be a new mom or trying to be a newlywed. I know uh, this is probably inappropriate, but I, I would love to kiss you. <laughs> wow. Excuse me? I would love, I'm, I'm just watching you speak and with your, your tone, and it's very inviting. I would love to kiss you. He's the Joe Namath. He's the Joe the, Namath of the yeah. British press corps. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that this is inappropriate. But in that first clip, he, uh, the British guy says to her that uh, it's really been a struggle to her. And to me, it sounded like it's really a penis struggle. Yeah. I, I don't penis know if you struggle. guys caught that clip. But, uh, penis struggle. <laughs> Go back yeah, to... You're right. Uh, I've struggled with many penises, <laughs> depending on girth and other factors. Oh, wow. Uh, but uh, I have a perfect fit in my current husband. Um, and it's good. Um, you know, I, sometimes I don't even know it's happening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wait, let's hear that clip. Hold on. Thank you for asking, because not many people have asked if I'm okay. But it's um, it's a very real thing to be going through behind the scenes. And the answer is, would it be fair to say not really okay? Since really been a struggle. Yes. <laughs> really, uh, really. The other night he rolled over and. And he said, God, God damn, that was great. And I said, what? <laughs> and he had actually uh, completed a, a sexual act. And I was wholly unaware. I, I didn't even miss... Uh, I was reading a book at the time. I had, I had literally no idea. But that's, that speaks to how quiet he is and how small. She's turning it into him. I've had things that were very painful. And I felt, I don't know, in a way, I, the word would be... I guess build up, <laughs> and I don't feel that. I, I feel as if uh, I don't know. Um, if a, if a, a person of short stature would have wandered through the Carlsbad caverns, I must. I must. I think perhaps that's what his penis must feel like. Oh my God! That's a penis struggle. Yeah. 
We'll wrap it up there. I <laughs> uh, have some other stories. Oh. Sure. Uh, Jenna Dewan is getting real about her split from ex-husband Channing Tatum. She's, oh, this is totally real. This is in her new wellness book called Gracefully You, How to Live Your Best Life Every Day. This sounds horrible. The 38-year-old writes that she felt blindsided when <laughs> news... <laughs> blinded by the light. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> For, because I said blindsided? I, listen, man, I follow along very, very closely okay. with words. In... <laughs> Wait, you, are, you, you have no. are you over, reading over my shoulder? I'm just reading the headline. You haven't gotten to the part where she mentions Manfred Mann. <laughs> oh, oh well, okay. All right. Okay. Anyway, she writes that Actually, she... I've found comfort in the music of Manfred Mann <laughs> and the Earth Band. <laughs> Holy. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, anyhow, the 30-year-old writes that she felt that word when news of his new romance with Jesse J hit the tabloids in October 2018. Yeah. She said, I was learning things about my ex most people wouldn't have to face and over the internet as it was happening, she wrote in an excerpt. There I was, on a plane, alone, finding out about his new relationship. I felt blindsided. <laughs> <laughs> Choosing grace as I learned everything about my personal situation along with the rest of the world was really difficult. But wait a minute. You, so you're not with this guy anymore. You find out he's with someone else. I mean, don't we all find that out? Sure. She's just. I think she's just saying that it's no matter what, it's 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 an uncomfortable thing. Uh, and, and, yeah. and, and But I agree, Preston. In this day and age, it's, it would not be uncommon to find out that your ex is dating someone else over Facebook Absolutely. or Twitter or whatever. Uh, Channing and Dewan uh, share Everly. They announced their split after nine years of marriage in April 2018. She has found love again too, though she is with St- uh, Steve Casey, a Tony Award winning actor with whom she is expecting a child. I was quake. And despite her shock at Tatum's quick bounce back when fans slammed the 31-year-old singer, Dewan stood up uh, for her on social media. Uh, She wrote, uh, Women for women all the way. No need for negativity. Let's live in a world where we're we su- here, where queer get used to it, where we support each other and raise each other up. Like I said before, positive vibes all the way. Nothing but respect. Uh, okay. Breaker, bracker, firecrackers. His boomba. Uh, gracefully hits uh, bookshelves October twenty second. By the way, she's uh, she's um, very impressive. Oh, she's very gorgeous. talented, gorgeous. Yep. Uh, never wanted to pass up a merchandising opportunity. 22-year-old billionaire Kylie Jenner is selling merchandise inspired by her viral rise and shine moment of singing. Oh, I can't take this. From just last week. So there's already merch. I can't take for it. For a stupid little video that she put out. And uh, it's you, it was a tour for her Kylie Cosmetics HQ. Do you guys know the genesis of this? So she, she goes, yeah. she has a video. She's going into her, her, her daughter's room. And uh, so she opens. She wants to. I guess she's taking a tour of the house, and this is the dungeon. And she sings a little song, mm-hmm. and this has become a viral explosion. And it features the words, and I and I'm going to as these are, are written. Okay. Quote here: Rise uh-huh. and shiny. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Uh, so so she's now has hooded sweatshirts that feature the words, and it's R three eyes S E and. Uh, Shine, which is S H three I's, two N's, and two E's. And you they can just make money off of anything. Anything, and they will. I will guarantee you, this stuff will sell out. Uh, and she captioned it: KylieJennerShop.com. 
Now, she also claims that her 20-month-old baby Stormy has inherited her love for makeup. She said Stormy's actually super into makeup right now, and I quote, it's amazing. Amazeballs? It's, no, it's just no, amazing, it's amazing right. that her 20-month-old is into makeup. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, she added that uh, sh- that just like her mother, Stormy is all about lipstick. Did uh, Stormy inherit mommy's full surgically enhanced lips? <laughs> yeah, you inherit those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, despite Stormy's fascination with makeup, Jenner says she isn't sure when she'll allow her daughter to wear makeup right, herself. I right. uh, said, I haven't even thought about when I'm going to let Stormy wear makeup. I don't know. I'm just going to see. She might not even want to wear makeup, but honestly, how things are going, this girl is obsessed with makeup. She on, begs on, me at this point. On average, what do you think is a uh, a good, if a, if a young lady wants to start wearing makeup, when, when do you wait till you let... Well, there's play makeup when they're right. little yeah, for but just when, fun. But for, like, how old is your daughter? Does she wear makeup? She's person? twelve, and um, uh, maybe just the tiniest bit. Okay. Uh, but I mean, nail polish, yes, for sure. Uh, but I'm not sure about uh, face. I've never seen like her do, putting like, your face do her on? face. No, definitely no. not. High school, I would say at the early. Yeah, no. All right. That's what I. Yeah, say. I have a friend who. How old is her daughter? She's probably a little bit, old, a few years older than Caroline, and she does like a full face of makeup in the house. But she makes her uh, wash it off before they leave. Like she lets her play around with it and do right. her makeup. Yeah, yeah. She goes, "You're not leaving the house." No, like you that. can't. Or <laughs> you know, she look like Jean Ramsey. I mean, obviously, I think prior to like high school, you know, for special occasions. Like you're going to the dance. Right, or, right, right. You know? Right. Uh, so anyhow, we'll see how that ends up. Steve, I'm mentioning this for you. Maybe you guys, you might you might remember this actor, Bill Macy. Yeah. Passed away. Uh, he played Walter Findlay on uh, B. Arthur's, uh, hair, or played B. Arthur's husband on the popular 1970 sitcom Maud. I always liked this guy. I did. He was always the put-upon guy. He's in yes. a funny movie. I don't know if you remember with Martin Mull Preston called Serial. S-E-R-I-A-L. I remember the movie. I don't remember his role. Right. So he leaves his wife and, and uh, he's just this... He's always the crumudge. Oh, and the, and the jerk. Uh, is he the he's, oh he's, he's guy? The guest, the Optigraph. Yeah, yeah, that's and, him. And uh, also, and he has a small role in Analyze This. He's Billy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Crystal. Billy Crystal's dad, who is he's you're overshadowing <laughs> his son, and and has kind of been a, a right, right. of his uh, his life. And uh, but he plays he plays a small character. What are we playing here? Nah, let's just analyze this. Oh. That's a clip from that movie. <laughs> All right, so he was 97 years old, and uh, he was uh, uh, the death was confirmed by his wife Samantha. His acting career took off after he turned 40 and peaked with his role on Maud. He played uh, Walter on the show's entire run from 1972 to 1978. I always kind of liked that guy, but that show was uh, was one of those. You know, Norman Lear spinoff shows that, that handled things like abortion and alcoholism and... Push the boundaries. Racial and relations Preston and all that stuff. Brought us Adrian Barbeau. Well, she, that's right. That was Maud's daughter. Yeah, you're right yeah. about that. Uh, Netflix's upcoming live action Cowboy Bebop is going on break after lead actor John Cho got injured on the show set in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, it was reportedly a freak accident that happened on the last take of a rehearsed scene. The injury will reportedly require surgery and rehab, and he oh, flew man. back to L.A. for the surgery, yeah. Uh, production will be shut down for seven to nine months. I don't really know exactly what the injury was. Seven to nine months? Yeah, yeah. That's significant. Yeah. So he got ripped off. Uh, wow. That yeah, takes so a while they're, they're saying that. he's doing well, though. 
Uh, in a statement to Deadline, a spokesperson from Netflix said, our thoughts are with John, and he has our complete support as he recuperates from the injury. So the question here is, besides all that, which is obviously it's sad to hear that he has some sort of injury, and that's uh, stalled the production here, but when's the, ne- the next uh, Star Trek movie? Yeah, I'm curious. Absolutely. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal to the rescue gang. He saved a Dalmatian who was trapped in the middle of the New York of a New York City intersection. According there to, you go. According to reports, the dog was on a leash, but had gotten away from its owner, and he reportedly calmed the dog down and led it back to its owner. Ah, if you didn't like him enough already, Jake Gyllenhaal, what a guy! Uh, he has several dogs, by the way, including a Puggle named Boo Radley and a German Shepherd named Atticus. <laughs> There you go. This is the Kill a Mockingbird theme. So he's a dog dude. What's a puggle? Uh, I guess it's a a pug and a, a beagle, a probably. Oh, yep. sounds about right. Yep. Uh, Jim Carrey and Ginger Gonzaga have called it quits. I didn't even know they were together. I don't, I don't even know yeah. who's Ginger Gonzaga. <laughs> She's dating Jim Carrey. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You know. Uh, apparently, they were co-stars in Kidding, and uh, they split oh. months ago. That was the uh, Mr. Rogers yeah. kind yeah. of show, yeah. There's yeah. another season coming out, is there not? Don't know. All right. Yeah, I know who she is. Uh, she plays a uh, cancer patient in the show and becomes a love interest. Um, but really apparently, that really happened good. in real life, Casey. Yeah, isn't that funny? She's uh, she's very pretty. We're looking at a photo of her right here. Jim and, Carrey uh, apparently is a uh, is a real roller coaster with relationships. People who have dated him, like, including like Jenny McCarthy and so on and so forth, say yeah. that he is uh, mercurial to say the least. Uh, we're looking at her. IMDb, and I don't really recognize much from her, so this she might be an up-and-comer. She heads the North American Puggle Society. So. Uh, <laughs> to she was black. busy with that. Yeah, the, huh. the NAP. <laughs> Takes a lot of your time. The NAPS. <laughs> yeah, North American naps. Puggle Naps. <laughs> just I t- and dogs take naps. Yeah. I tell you what, we could just shut the mic off and let the oh, mic show God. right itself. <laughs> North naps. American Puggle <laughs> Society. Cool. Naps. <laughs> Not to be mistaken with nips. Ah! No, very different. No, no. Uh, yeah. What is nips? That is the the nocturnal investigations of uh, paranormal, paranormal situations. <laughs> it was an old bit from way back years ago. Uh, they made the red carpet debut in January at the 2019 Golden Globes, but they're done. They're, they're done. finished. Yep. He seems that like it seems when he goes dark. He can go into a funk for a long time. Yeah. And you remember there was the story with the, the, the girlfriend who OD'd Preston. There were people who were saying that it might have been the way that he treated her uh, or, or, you know, the overall nature of their relationship that might have led her to that. Now, he, you know, he didn't kill her, but but still, a lot of people were saying. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's fair to do that to somebody. I don't yeah, think it yeah, is either, yeah. especially if they're... Uh... Uh, if they've got, um, you know, Issues. depression yeah, or, yeah. or bipolar or something like that. But uh, yeah, who knows? All right. So uh, I forgot about this. A jury has recommended that the so-called Hollywood Ripper, Michael Gargiulo, uh, be sentenced to death for murdering two women uh, in the attempted murder of another. Now, why am I putting this in entertainment news? Uh, he, One of the women who was murdered... Ashley Ellerin was dating Ashton Kutcher at the time, and he actually testified against yeah. this guy a few months ago. He showed up at the house. They were supposed to go out on a date, didn't he? And didn't he show up at the house and knock at the door, and she didn't come to the door? Something I think that's part of his testimony, yeah. Preston. Like where that. he was yeah, actually, that's right. he actually went. She was dead inside the house, yes. unbeknownst to him. Yes, he went to the house to 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 pick her up. 
and uh, and this is what had happened. Oof. Now he's getting the death penalty in California, and didn't California though? Uh, didn't they um, stop the death penalty? Uh, I suspended it. Yeah. So uh, I'm reading this right now, Steve. So uh, it was earlier this year they suspended the death death penalty indefinitely. Um, so who knows what this so particular it's, case will how this it's an will automatic out. life sentence then I would I yeah. would assume so that's what happened with Manson when Manson were, you know they they had just suspended the death penalty when Charles Manson was uh, uh, sentenced to death and but so does he, that does that maybe mean that it, you can be found guilty and be sentenced to death and even though it's suspended if they do overturn it then maybe you would it wouldn't reactivate it perhaps I don't, I don't know. know I know it's very exculpatory. Uh, he testified against him uh, a few months ago, uh, and this guy will be sentenced in February of uh, 2020. So we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, let's see. John Boyega has scored the lead role in Netflix's uh, film They Cloned Tyrone. It is billed as a Friday meets Get Out film. It's a sci-fi mystery huh. in which a trio investigates a series of weird events. So oh, I, I don't know if this is a film or a... Well, it says... I don't know if it's a movie or... Is it a recipe? Well, I don't know if it's a series or not. That's my question. Oh. Uh, so, anyhow, but uh, they clone Tyrone. I like him. I do, too. He's I do very too. talented. The uh, final trailer for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, is tonight during uh, Monday Night Football. Nice. Did you ever oh. see the movie? The first time I saw him was in a movie called Attack the Block. Did you ever no. see that British sci-fi movie where it's really kind of cool? The, the one problem is, is that they're speaking in whatever... Cockney? Yeah. Oh, and okay, it's yeah. a lot of the language is hard to understand, but it's pretty badass. Mm. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> How about this? This is kind of interesting. After serving 80% of a five-year sentence, Peter Robbins, the original voice of beloved cartoon character Charlie Brown, is hoping for a comeback. Ah, good said, luck. I know I was certainly mentally ill. I wish I had gotten treatment earlier by professionals. And now 63-year-old who suffers from bipolar disorder is a convicted two-strike felon for making criminal threats against several people, including San Diego County Sheriff William Gore. He said, I went on a manic phase where I bought a motorhome, a mobile home, two German sport, sports cars, and a pit bull named Snoopy. Do you know what the deal is? And they say a lot of this. A lot of the therapists have said that this all goes back to when he would trick-or-treat, all he would get was rocks was a oh, rock yeah. yeah and and i uh and it just it drove him to the edge yeah i got five pieces of candy i got a chocolate bar i got a quarter i got a rock i watched that this uh this <laughs> i watched it friday night and what what kills me is if you think it's hilarious and i remember as a kid just laughing uncontrollably but all the it's the adults who are dispensing the rocks they had to make a concerted yeah. neighborhood wide effort to make sure <laughs> yeah. that all charlie brown god yeah. was a rock yeah yeah uh, yeah with this we need to we need to let this kid know how horrific he is uh during part of his stay at george bailey detention center there's a George Bailey detention center? Yeah, it, it, it's uh, from the movie It's Not Such a Wonderful Life. I guess so, right? <laughs> Why don't you come on in? It turns out there's a lot, there's a lot of criminals out there. <laughs> uh, I thought everything was wonderful, but there are criminals. you got to keep them caged up like animals. <laughs> Welcome to the George Bailey detention center. Wow, it's in Ote... Uh, bring back the death penalty! <laughs> <laughs> it's in... It's in Ote Mesa, by the way. Ote. Ote. Oh my yeah. God. Okay, so right next to Buckwheatville. So now we've got, yeah, now we got the little rascals yeah, and, uh, the, and the, it's the, a wonderful life together. The, the, the warden of my prison is, is Buckwheat. Yeah. <laughs> what world is this? 
And yeah, and they're and they're throwing and Charlie and Brown Charlie in prison. Yeah. The Shaw Spanky Redemption. Uh, Rats. Uh, so was, all over the place. During part of his stay at George Bailey Detention Center <laughs> in 2015 in OK, I know Mesa, George Bailey. He runs a hell of a prison. Robinson said he was welcomed by inmates in an unforgettable way. He said they pull you out of bed at 4 a.m., they throw a blanket over your head and beat you for 20 seconds. No way. That's sweet that they would take the time to put something like that together. Well, it's what we do here at George Bailey Detention Center. I beat the crap out of you. Uh, later at Chino Men's Prison, you yeah. heard of Oh, yes. I think... I think- Manson did a little time in Gina. He encountered a shirtless inmate with a swastika tattooed from his upper chest to his waist, and he said, listen, moron, when you're in the yard, put a shirt on. I know what that symbol means. My grandfather died at the hands of the Nazis. Well, I'm a big Charlie Brown fan, so I'm going to do that for you, okay? Uh, the former child actor, who also appeared in a TV series including Get Smart and The Munsters, said his lowest point came in solitary confinement. He said these people were screaming all throughout the night, plus the guards knocked on your door every 20 minutes to make sure you're still alive. I I'd be cur- I, yeah. This is an interesting story. That the the genius of those original. We talked about this. Those Charlie Brown cartoons is that they had actual kids who were not necessarily trained actors reading the lines, and they have it's such a unique sound. Yeah. To those uh, to those cartoons. Uh, the former child actor. Uh, oh, by the way, he. Um... Uh, Robbins had been treated for addictions to drugs, alcohol, and sex, but it was his mental demons that got him transferred to the mental hospital. We're putting into the cell next to the kid who played Johnny Quest. Uh, before being released uh, to a sober living home, he said, I would recommend to anybody that has bipolar disorder to take it seriously because wow. your life can turn around in a span of a month like it did to me. Is So of uh, those original, I wonder how many of the original kids, because they, they played in both the... Christmas special and the Halloween special is the same cast. Mm. How many of those kids are still around? Well, that's a good question. Well, all right, and uh, we should move on to clips now. All right, so Catherine the Great, a miniseries about the temptuous politician who ruled the Russian Empire in the 18th century, features her forbidden affair with the Russian military leader uh, Grigory. P- uh, Potemkin? Yes. Uh, in this clip, Jason Clark talks about uh, Grigory's appeal to the monarch. And here's the clip. Well, I mean, she's the center of the universe. And she's incredibly attractive, not just as a female, but because of who she is and because of what she represents and that everything revolves in and out of her. I like big balls. <laughs> Catherine the Great uh, premieres tonight at 10 o'clock on HBO. Jason Clark, that dude's British. Yeah. No, Australian. Oh, Australian. Oh, he's Australian? He's great. I had no idea. He's so good. Uh, he he played uh, Ted Kennedy in Chappaquiddick. Okay. And uh, did a phenomenal job. And I love this movie. I love Everest. Yeah, it's great. And, and he has such a, a, a good heart that comes through in that movie. And he was uh, the lead dude in Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. He's, he's really wild. good. Wow. Okay, next clip. Young women must band together to escape from a seemingly blissful island that holds a menacing secret in the new movie Paradise Hills. Uh, here, director Alice Waddington discusses her influence influences for the film. Here we go. There is my obsession with uh, Japanese comic books, my obsession with sort of uh, 90s kitsch and 90s girl bands even. There's a 17th century wardrobe. There's a lot packed into it. I don't give a f- Paradise Hills comes to theaters this Friday. Oh, may I mention something that eluded your entertainment report? It came in over the weekend. No, I was going to do it later on. All right. Then Talk about say. our buddy. Uh, bah, bah. Yep. 
Yep. All right. I put a ticker lock on it, Preston. Yep. All good. All right. So we will take a break. We'll come back. We have a not your average listener this morning on the program. Uh, we also have your chance to win all kinds of stuff through the course of the morning. We got a movie screening coming up. I got free music Monday. Make sure that you stay with us. Oh, and another trip to L.A. for the Word of the Week prize. Be pretty cool. Wow. We'll be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty honey. You know the time is Shine down. Ghost. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. So, you know what? I think it's time to uh, dust off some of the items on the shelf and uh, welcome you all into the general store. Because I've got some odds and ends that I need to go through. Uh, before I get rid of, uh, or before these items get uh, backed up. You know? It's the general store, the odds and ends. Brian and Preston Elliott's so glad to welcome you inside. This is just another way that we pre-package the same crap we do all the time. <laughs> so don't you see me as wearing like a, a yeah, like an yeah, apron? Yeah, like like Sam Drucker. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, you don't know what because he's not a butcher. You don't know what that's for. No, I don't know why. All right, so come on in because I got some things to sell you here. We'll start with this. Actually, Licorice is only five dollars a stick. We had uh, Stephen mention uh, this story that he sent over to me, and I wanted to have a little bit uh, more room for it, and uh, we're going to do it here, but. Uh, our good friend Michael Giacchino is what this story is about. Um, most movies get their composers in, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes deals, but the Batman is a bit different. Uh, this happened publicly. I'm sure it was planned ahead of yes, time. Yes, I'm but, sure it wasn't a shock, but it was still very cool. But the agreement on stage happened at uh, Royal Albert Hall, where uh, Michael Giacchino, for those who may not be familiar, we've mentioned him many, many, many times on the air here. He's a composer. He's given us great things like the movies. Uh, the uh, the Incredibles and Up and Ratatouille and Zootopia and we went out for Spider Man Homecoming and yeah. saw him working in the studio. Uh, he is going to do the film The Batman. He's going yeah! to it. and apparently Matt Reeves, uh, the uh, director, asked him to do it on stage at Royal Albert Hall in an actual proposal. Yeah, so he got yeah. down on one knee. Yeah, uh, I believe that Jaquina uh, was dressed as Godzilla. No, no, David Arnold was dressed oh, David as Godzilla. Arnold, okay. Yeah, Jaquina yeah. uh, was out. Uh, and actually, Steve, I read the article too, and it says that Jaquina was dressed as Godzilla, but he was not. He was there for a composer uh, battle off with a guy, another guy named David Arnold. And for whatever reason, uh, David Arnold decided <laughs> who has composed Godzilla yeah. to do the composition dressed as Godzilla. But Why not? Chiquino was dressed like a normal guy. All right. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to do he's going to do the Batman, which is awesome. I love it. Matt Reeves. Is, so I watched Cloverfield over the weekend, oh. the original one, which Matt Reeves directed, and and uh, Chiquino did the score. So yeah. uh, listen, and, and the Apes movies. I don't know if you watch the Apes movies as they progress. Matt Reeves directed. Those. I have not. No. Uh, and I, I saw the first one, and I was like, okay. And then I sort of you know moved away, and then I came back after they were all completed and watched them. Mm-hmm. They're really good, yep. really good. So um, Matt Reeves is a solid director. The Batman, uh, I think uh, uh, Robert Pattinson is a, is a solid choice. We'll see where we go. And then Michael Cicchino, the music. And I, over the weekend, I was tweeting out, retweeting his the announcement and, and saying this will be – we'll save him the – the, the work of having to invite us. Yes, we would love to come out and be present for a live broadcast <laughs> from the studio yeah, so he, to well, score the Batman. He's asked us uh, in, in a tweet to come and broadcast from his house. Yeah. yeah. Do his do our show from his house. And I already pre-thanked him for the fully working Batmobile that he will... Uh, that he's going to present yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. Because I just... I know he would be nice. bashful. 
Uh, so we'll, we'll have to see if we can make something like that. Oh, my God. I think he's going to call us on uh, Wednesday of this week. I talked to him oh. a little bit last week. Um, awesome. And he's in London uh, or was in London either until yesterday or until today. So his travel plans were kind of up in the air. But uh, hopefully at some point this weekend, it looked like Wednesday was going to be open for us, which would work for him. What a talent. Yeah. What an Amazing. And he'll talent. do a great job with the Batman. Yep, he will. Okay, what else do we have in here, folks? Step right up. Let me uh, take see. a look on this show. Hey, here's something I think you'll enjoy. Uh, <laughs> Qantas Airlines yes. enjoyed its first nonstop flight from New York to Sydney on Sunday. Whoa. And how many hours was well, that? It, it is the world's longest nonstop commercial flight, uh, which was used to carry out tests to evaluate the effects of very long flights on crew fatigue and passenger jet lag. A total of 49 people were on board the Boeing 787 Dreamliner, which landed after a 19-hour and 16-minute flight. 19 hours and 16 minutes. But those are absolute things that you need to be concerned with. Crew fatigue. Oh my God, also, yes. getting up and moving around to stop you know, blood clots and things like that uh, forming in your, uh, in your legs. Mm-hmm. All of those things are things that have to be con- you have to be concerned with. Uh, the flight was part of Project Sunshine, which is Qantas's goal to operate regular, nonstop commercial flights from Australian cities Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne to London and New York. So, Preston, were they running also studies on the luggage plane that was following that plane? <laughs> They're going to do that in the next. Okay. They're going to be concerned themselves with people first, and then the luggage, and then the luggage plane later on. Uh, man, I, you would have to to do a flight like that. You would have to make sure that every single seat has the ability to recline way back <laughs> because I, ca- I can't do it. There's no way. That flight back from Hawaii yeah. was a freaking nightmare for me. It was five hours from Hawaii to L.A., and then by the time we got to L.A., two-hour layover, and then the red eye back in here. And on that red eye... I was sitting in a middle seat. Oh it did it did not it did not recline enough. I couldn't sleep at all. And for that amount of time you get some serious fatigue. I felt lousy. I felt physically lousy. Which would have honestly you'd have to or at least should besides that Extra comfortable seats. You know, the way to do it would be the way they have it in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, my God. You know, those uh, where you basically basically have, like, a suite yeah. with your own bed and everything. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, But, I mean, obviously, that might be a premium cost. But how, they, much, they, how much do you think that is? That's, that's probably, uh, okay. New York to Singapore. When you watch the skip up on just traveling first class as opposed to a, a regular flight, sometimes it can be, like, ten times the price. Nick, right. I'd say it's got to be $20,000. Oh, my God. Wow, really? Or something ridiculous like that. If somebody knows who's a travel agent, let for us the, know. For the tiniest little little bit of amenities. Yeah. So from- they jack the prices way up and they do it in a very unique way. When you're online and you're booking your flight yeah. and it says, <clears throat> you know, uh uh it'll say something along the lines of uh you know, um uh a bump up to first class for an additional Whatever, and it has yeah. an amount, and you're like, hey, I can afford that. I can do that. And you realize that it's not exactly that amount. It seems like it's that amount, but it ends up being triple that. I, I, I don't know how. I've done it before. I've been deceived. I haven't actually paid for it. It varies. But I've started to go through it, and I'm like, wait a minute. That final total looks a little ridiculous to me. <laughs> it and varies, I yeah. I can't justify it. Here you go. $23,000. on. <laughs> Un- $23,000 on Singapore Airlines. That's the suite. Right, in. the suite there in. twenty three grand for that. And how long is that flight, say, from here to Singapore? It's long. My dad took it one time. It's it's a, it's a like a 15-hour flight from what I understand. But 
But you, you get know. free champagne. You so. get free champagne. So there's <laughs> oh, it's your first. Yes. It's yeah. not twenty three thousand dollars champagne. Thousand dollars. No wonder they end up crazy. Yeah. Rose petals on the bed. But I can't. Uh, I. It, That's a stripper, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the noise uh, or anything like that when it comes to me being able to actually get shut-eye on a flight. It's the comfortable. Comfort, it's being yeah. able to position my body. I love this illustration here. What airlines think humans look like pressing up on yeah. the screen. Yeah, and there's a picture see. of a guy who has a, a two-foot-long <laughs> leg. Normal torso and totally shrunken legs. By the way, I finally did find a pillow that will work for me on a flight. No way. Does only, it come with a full bed? The only problem <laughs> is it looks like a penis and testicles. I kid mm-hmm. you not. It's uh, called, I'd, I'd have to show it to you. It looks phallic. You would not believe it. It's called I the J, it. it's called the J pillow. Okay. Have you seen it? No, but I know what penis and te- testicles look like. So. Oh, okay. How, how, yeah. So describe it. You can see those? Yeah, I can see those. <laughs> yeah, my uncle has. <laughs> no, nice. picture those. Saw, uh, saw one in the mirror this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's called the J pillow, Marissa. See it was if your they neighbor's can, mirror. <laughs> if they can find a, uh, yeah, there it is. There it does. You're right. It looks like a hooked, looks like uh, a hooked penis with testicles. So, yep. so how how does one's head? Well, you see the guy up there. Uh, there's a picture of. Him. Oh well, that would work. It actually is a really good travel. You have pillow. to have a bulkhead though to lean it to. And well. It, it can kind of still work without one because I sat in a uh, in an aisle seat and managed uh, to get comfortable. To the guy so. next to you. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a Do you mind if I rest my yeah. pillow on your head? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Hang on a second. We have a, uh, a right. travel agent. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Oh, hi. Good morning. Uh, first time caller. First time I've made it through. But, oh, awesome. Uh, Thank you. you guys forever. Cool, man. Um, so uh, I used to work in, in uh, travel agency, AAA travel agency, down in Dover, Delaware. Uh, um, and uh, so most of the flights that I would get or that I would book were from either Philly, BWI, occasionally Dulles or even Newark um, up in Jersey. Uh, but uh, when uh, when you ballpark 20 grand a couple of minutes ago, uh, believe it or not, that is not out of the question. Uh, I remember someone was flying from philly to heathrow london uh and uh they said oh you know um my mom's kind of old maybe we could bump her up the first class and i said okay i'll check uh and it was i think uh, f- like six hundred dollars uh and it was the the first class was i believe twelve thousand from six hundred dollars to twelve thousand dollars and let me ask oh you something God. uh uh mike they do vacillate, don't they? So sometimes, oh, flights are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I went to a training class, and they handed us this um, this sheet of paper as we sat down at our training class when I first got hired. Oh, we lost him. Goofy little. Oh, there you go. Now you're back. Go ahead, Mike. We lost story. you. Yeah. We lost you for a moment. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I must. I passed under a bridge just then. <laughs> okay. They handed me this this little paper. Uh, as an introductory uh, to our training class when I first got hired. And uh, it was this goofy little um, uh, analogy. Would, yeah. And it said, what if Home Depot uh, sold paint like flights? And it says, okay, sir, well, you can only uh, use green paint on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mm-hmm. You can only use red paint on Saturdays and Sundays. The yellow paint is sometimes $500, sometimes 20 depending <laughs> on the day. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually how flights operate. It's yeah. ridiculous. No, that's, yeah. and that, that's, a, that's a very true analogy because that's, it, it, I, I've known that sometimes 
I'll say, you know, well, let's check out what first class is. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, a difference of 600 to $12,000 for the same flight to Heathrow is outlandish. It is. Yes, it is. And you should have seen the look on the, the lady's face across from Medef. <laughs> well, yeah. in good news, they could actually, she passed out and died. They just shipped her body over to Heathrow and, <laughs> had an extreme yeah. savings. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right, Mike, thanks for your call, man. We appreciate it. Of course, I love you guys. Uh, thanks, bud. Sorry Take about care. The Eagles. No, man. <laughs> Me too, bro. I, I, you know, I confess, I'm a Redskins man myself. I'm a transplant. Well, well originally from Ireland, but, uh, <laughs> we noticed. But then from DC. So, but then from DC. Uh, so when I made the move, but uh, anyways, I won't take any more of your time. All right, have a good out. one. Have a great day. You too, bud. Right. We'll see you. Yeah, that the and then you you take a look at what you what you could get for six hundred dollars yeah. versus the twelve thousand dollar amenities. It's not much. Well, I mean, you get more room and you're more comfortable. No question. But twelve thousand dollars. He made a good point with that sheet. It's it's like oh, you would like a, a hamburger? Yes, that'd be six hundred bucks. Yeah, would you like it with cheese? Yes, that'll be twelve thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> and and so I think like I, you know every now and then I don't mind paying for upgrades or amenities or whatever. But to me that doesn't seem worth it because it's the same plane getting you to the same place in the same amount of time. Yep. And, I, and most if you're in first you're class, right. I, I probably would just pass out for that amount of time. I wouldn't enjoy the experience enough. To be worth, I'd have to have fu money, like a billion dollars. To be honest, for me, it's about buying the chair. It's about buying the extra comfortable right. chair. Yeah. If you have any chance of getting sleep, I think you need something <laughs> like that, or at least the ones that have, you know, the, the little quasi booths with the reclining well, bed. On the on the trip on on our Hawaii vacation this past summer, I I went flew to Dallas first and then uh, to Hawaii. And the flight from here to Dallas, I bumped it up not to first yeah. class, but to whatever class was up next. It wasn't business class; it was called something else. Patrician, and it was patrician. Yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. no, it was worth it because it it had a, a recliner where your feet could. could oh, yeah, exactly. It had a couple. It had a little bit more. It helps with room, and right? I was comfortable. I'm like, this is all I need. This yeah, is, this is great. Give me something. And it wasn't crazy more expensive. It was maybe seventy five dollars extra, oh. or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't that's hundreds of dollars more. I disagree with you though, Nick. I think if I had the money, that would be worth it to, oh, yeah? to travel like that, to be comfortable, and. Sleep when you talk, yeah, like, yeah. but you talk about experiencing it, like sleeping and, be, and being able, mm. being, <laughs> being able to get there and not be like a complete zombie. Right. That's the case. To me, would be worth it That's to start, all, especially if it's a vacation, to start your vacation and be able to function. I'd love that. Right, and I've said this all the time. If and you have to do the the the, the cost analysis, but if you're going to say you're going to Rome, but for the first day and a half of your trip in Rome, you're a, a complete zombie. <laughs> yeah. You've wasted that money. Yeah, hang on. Mark has been to Singapore five times in the last year and Jesus. a half. Hey, Mark, how you doing, man? Hey, guys, how are you? Good, bud. You doing this trip for work? I assume. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's that flight like? Uh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Because you know, again, for for work flights, you know, they don't pay for business class or for first class. So I'm in. I'm way in the back in, in you know, the economy section. Mm. And you know, the thing that makes it worse is that you know, when you get on the plane, you first got to go in right where first class is. Yes. So they have all yes. These, you have these pods and all these people with these luxury little units, and you got to walk all the way past them. You know, and you see these families with little kids. I mean, little kids. Don't you know, touch him. In, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't touch him, dear. Yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, keep that in mind. That little kid is a $20,000 oh, price yeah, tag, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They basically you know, say, hey, look, you know, spit on those people as they walk by. You know, it's, just, it's ridiculous. 
So I, well, I, I like you in the back with the accordion, and they're all dancing and singing. Like, like, like a, the, the Titanic. It gets so bad that when, when I finally arrive there, I have <laughs> taken a swig out of the same wine bottle. Yeah! There's a fist fight. Yeah. I want that shit! I want those mixed nuts! <laughs> I've got a friend who flies first class with her two kids and uh she she knows she goes people get on they hate me she goes i know they do and she loves it well no she just she said she's just they that's how they fly hey mark how long is that singapore flight direct so so it is it's usually uh six hours i have to take three flights in a leg so (laughs) so only recently have they come up with a direct flight but now normally i go from here to um la them from L.A., which is, you know, usually it's five hours. hours. Yeah. Then there is a, uh, a flight from L.A. to Hong Kong, which is 14 hours. Oh, my God. And then there's a flight from Hong Kong to Singapore, which is another six hours on top of that. So oh. It, it, actually, you pass the international date line. Yeah. So it takes two and a half days. You must be insanely confused by the time you get there. Oh, it's, it's horrible. And then when you finally get there, you know, I need to take an extra day off. Because I can't sleep on the plane, just like you. I'm the same person. I can't sleep at all. And so by the time I get there, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a waste. And so I yeah. basically have to get into the into the hotel and sleep for a day before I can do anything. So the, you're, you're a bit, I guess, obviously, because it's so outlandish to put somebody in first class or business class on one of those flights. But I think a company might consider, you know what, when we get this person here, we're going to gain back a day of productivity. So maybe mm-hmm. it's worth the investment. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'll, I'll get my boss to call you because. Yeah. <laughs> I'll t- let me talk to him. I'm uh, I do a radio right. show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Mark. Wow, that's that's a travel day. Well, listen, they've they've uh, they've tested this out. Qantas, the first nonstop flight from uh, New York to Sydney. It's a 19 hours and change. I wonder, like, Preston, by light uh, by hour 17, if the uh, in-flight crew is get it yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. We've had it. We're on break. <laughs> Yeah. Man, oh go right. to hell. They have to sleep, right? I mean, the crew, the, the Everybody pilots. Yeah. 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 Hey, you, hit that alert button one more time. I'm going to break your arm. Um, all right, uh, let's find some other things that are not for sale on the shelves of the general store here. Odds and ends, that's the Yeah, it's that's a the general seg- store, and Preston's the proprietor. The segment that we're doing now. Uh, <laughs> granny panties are apparently yeah. back in fashion. Love the way they <laughs> what smell. What does that mean? <laughs> What do you mean, what does that mean? They're back in fashion? <laughs> yeah. Like underwear? According to research... I'm wearing from, them right now. Uh, according to research from John Lewis, and this is, by the way, the story's out of the UK, so the word knickers is used a lot. Comfy okay. knickers are flying off the shelves. Knickers is such a stupid word. Bridget Jones-style briefs have, been, have seen an 11% increase in popularity. And in contrast, restrictive lingerie hasn't been uh, going down as well with customers. Sexy suspenders have seen an 8% drop in demand, while push-up bra sales have declined by 7%. Uh, Nancy Dressel, lingerie buyer, uh, said 2019 was the year that we saw customers move towards more comfortable options when it came to the lingerie choices. Uh, Seam-free crop tops and fuller briefs were some of our best-selling items. Okay. You can feel sexy, but you can still get some air on your balls. (laughs) I think when you said that, I immediately thought of like, you know, like the big giant pair from Walmart. <laughs> oh, my God. I told you the story when I was charged with picking up um, underwear for my wife before a trip. And I bought like a you bought that? five or six pack of those granny panties, <laughs> yeah. having no idea what she wanted. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Seam-free crop tops and uh, uh, are are much comfier and underwired and push-up bras. So then, then underwire and push-up bras. So it's no surprise that women are opting for these. I assume, like on, on a casual, comfortable level, they got to be much better. And when it comes to panties, tight g-strings and thongs aren't always very functional. Of course not. High-waisted briefs, breathable knickers, and cotton shorts are readily available for customers uh, this year. And the granny panties tend, trend isn't the only comfy style to resurface in recent months. Apparently, earlier this year, the quote, and I'm quoting in this yeah. story, the full bush pubic hair style is back. It's oh. back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holistic. Hey, hey, the full bush pubic <laughs> style is back. Uh, Holistic. OBGYN Dr. Eden Fromberg recently spoke to Vogue about pubic hair trends. So, do you know anybody who is uh, single who is uh, could vouch for this supposed return to the uh, fuller bush? Uh, if well, if you look to the porn industry, it is certainly celebrating that. Yeah. Uh, so the the New York based expert said many women grow out their pubes because uh, they choose function over fashion. Mm. She said, "Women are becoming increasingly aware that our bodies are a lot more than the than visual or sexual playthings. We want to express our diversity and power, live our preferences, mm-hmm. and feel comfortable in our own bodies without judgment by growing pubes. By growing huge. Well, I added that last part by a big, huge messy bush. bushes. No, no. I, I think uh, ultimately, we. Uh, it's your call. I, for my own personal taste." I keep myself fairly trimmed down. Sure. I mean, I, I don't go hardwood, but I keep it uh, I keep it respectable. Common courtesy. I fumigate and delouse twice a week. That's good. Uh, uh, my dad told a story last night, and uh, I want to ask you guys. If Your you mother has a huge <laughs> no, bush no, 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 right no. I'm going back to underwear. Well, would you come in here, Nick? <laughs> I have something oh, to tell you. I Not adore the woman. <laughs> but it's gotten outlandish. <laughs> I came into the room... And I was feeling Randy, and I thought Sasquatch had beaten me in there. Yeah. Had a nice dinner with the family last night. <laughs> being ruined. Your mother's bush. All right! It's gigantic. That's it's enough. crazy. <laughs> I fought in the war, and I never experienced in Vietnam in jungles so thick you needed the machete blade would become dull within minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I Dad. haven't seen anything like this ever. Okay. Right. Anyway, what were you saying, what were you, son? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted you wanted to borrow the car, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. My dad was telling a story about a friend of his growing up, and um, he told this story at dinner last night. By the way, he's listening right now, Dad. So sorry about that. Yeah. Comment about mom's bush. Um, so uh, listen, have you guys ever heard of paper underwear? This, I have. this is my question. And so no. he, he told this story about his friend Rich growing up, and that Rich, for a stretch of time, wore underwear that was made out of paper and he did it because i guess they were disposable yes and they were you could so he went through a phase and i'd never heard of paper underwear before so i just wanted to bring that up to see what? if anybody in the room had no. or any other listeners wasn't had. it a fad for a little while I too? that's what he yeah, said yeah that it was a fad that it was something that they were basically disposable <laughs> yeah and you would wear them for a few days tops and then toss them out and then and then get a new <gasps> pair i wear them yeah. when i get a self a uh, spray tan you wear paper underwear? Okay. But, yeah, but that's only, yeah, they, 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 they provide them, yeah, the and then you just throw them out. And then you're done, right? Oh. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that way it protects your parts. You don't get sprayed on your parts. Uh-huh. Man, would you like your huge bush protected? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, I don't... I, I would say we should go with oak tag on this one. Uh, and that way you don't ruin... paper or cardboard. You don't, you don't ruin underwear. <laughs> um, and your bush isn't in the lady's face. Right. So... Wow. <laughs> wow. She's like is. this. Your bush is in my face. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you trim that thing? <laughs> Push out of my face. Now, do they? No, we're looking at a picture of here of, of uh, paper underwear. Do they make men's paper underwear? Marissa, can you see if they can search on that real quick? Uh, because I don't know if... And, uh, and Rich Smith was not uh, in the tanning booth. So the, he's not going to get, uh, you know, a spray tan. He would wear them as functional and, and serviceable underwear uh, and then throw them away. By the way, there's a text that says, will you forget about the bush <laughs> for a moment? <laughs> Uh, no, do. I was not familiar with paper, okay. paper underwear. Yeah. They do okay. make men's paper underwear, but they're disposable. I can't imagine yes. that they're used for everyday use. Like, it, it's, There's got to be some other purpose to have this. <laughs> Maybe like if you're hiking or something like that, no, you go out on a camping trip. It's just disposable. Uh, in the 30s, there used to be newspaper underwear, which I, was a very, huh. and they'd sell them on every corner. I guess maybe if they're really, really cheap and you can buy a lot of them and it's just one less thing you have to wash, I maybe guess. for a guy, I don't really know. Yeah, but he, but according to my dad and Rich, that this, this was a fad that he did for a little while and he got into wearing paper underwear. <laughs> By the yeah, way, was, friend, it was Rich. Yeah, paper, paper underwear. underwear. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's not like loose leaf paper. It had a, it had a, a like a, like a, almost like a, yeah. a diaper texture a to it. Yes, to it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the stuff that Kathy's talking about in the tanning booth. Yeah. The wow. stuff they use to wrangle in her enormous bush. I can uh, get you a 10 pack for three ninety nine. <laughs> All right. A 10 pack for three ninety nine. Yeah. So you get huh. 10 days out of four bucks. It doesn't um, seem worth it. Just wash no. your underwear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you can't wash paper because it falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very interesting. <laughs> Uh, which, by the way, anytime you've been given these disposable things, when you go to the hospital or something like that, and they give you the, it's just none of that stuff is a flattering, of course, not comfortable at all. The little fake, you know, shoes that you kind of slip on, or uh, just I like all the that. socks so, that they give you. I'm not, I'm not mad at the socks. I yeah. like the socks. What I, what with I, with the little I, grippy bottoms yeah. on them. I have yeah. said, and I know you agree with this wholeheartedly, Preston. There needs to be a revolution, yes, a quantum innovation in hospital gowns. There does. They're when you, horrible. When you go for an MRI now, at least at Penn, and you guys know this, as you've been there, they give you two of them now. Yes. You put one on forward and one on backwards. I'm like, why not just make one? That you don't have to do all do, that. Yes, like a robe. Why don't you like forget that. about the gown? Yes. I do like hospital socks are great. Well, that's what he was saying. He had the little grippies on the bottom. Yeah, but using that material in the in the gown. Using that material in the gown. Yeah, as the gown. Yes. Okay. Well, and they they can't make a, a robe like you suggested. The reason why they have it so it opens in the back is in, so you don't have to be completely naked. So you know what I mean. You can cover your front, or you. Can... Well, there's got to be a. Uh, the, the, I know. The, I understand. The, the, there's the got to be a better methodology. Way. Is is dumb, and then I, and then I hold it there, and I'm like, am I putting my head through the armhole? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows how to do uh, it. And I hate when you uh, when you have to sit bare ass on that uh, on the, the paper. paper. Yeah, and it like. I'm sorry. Am I the only one where it, no. like, it crawls up your ass crack? Uh, I do okay. not like it. I okay. do not it's, like it at all. It always rips by the time I'm done. It's torn, and I'm and then my butt ends up on the actual, you know, pleather material or right, whatever right. that is. I'm like, okay, what was the point of the paper being here? Um, <laughs> your ass eats the paper. Yeah, Casey's ass eats, swallows the paper. Apparently, it's like a goat. All right. Anyhow, uh, so granny panties. Uh, and full bush back in uh, fashion, according cool. to this particular story. Right. Most of all, I remember grandmother's bush. Can <laughs> <laughs> I do one more case? Yeah. All right, man, I, there's so many different ones here. Uh, I don't want to land on something that's too heavy. 
Well, because uh, it'll break the shelf. Yes, it will. At the and general store. Let me... The odds and ends. That's right. We're going where to you're the... you're the proprietor. Odds and ends here. Uh, all right. Because I do have some, some things that are a little bit serious. All right. Should I stay with fashion? Yes, for Kathy. Let's give her a good Monday. <laughs> More granny panties. Uh, yeah. There's a thing called flip-flop socks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which aim to keep your feet warm while still allowing you to wear flip-flops. Oh, I have them. They've kind of had them for a while, like the short socks. I had them for uh, nope. a pedicure. Okay. So this is probably what you're talking about. Expo- what in the world did they just pull up? That's um, that's, that's the ninja boot. Yeah, there's a picture with... Well, a- that looks like it could be a flip-flop sock, too. Okay, so mine, the, the toenail, obviously, is out the top so that yeah, I can still so- get a pedicure and wear socks. So these have exposed... Toes and heels. Okay, mine has a heel. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, it's basically like if you have a uh, like an ankle wrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yeah kind of like that. With, okay, chips so, and a Coke. Uh, Julie Denno, owner of Etsy store Off the Hook by Julie, is located in upstate New York, and she sells homemade crocheted flip-flop socks online. Uh, she said, I would prefer to be barefoot, but in the winter, it's too cold in upstate New York to do that. Uh, she says her design, which features exposed heels and toes, was inspired by several sock patterns. Uh, the openness allows wearers to easily slip into their flip-flops or sandals, but also aims to prevent slipping in activities such as yoga and gymnastics. Gymnastics so, and flip-flops? So you can, No, no, no. You, oh. So you take your flip-flops off, and oh. then you still... You're, you're the, the pads of your feet basically are touching the ground and can kind of grip. So I wear socks that have, you know, the there's no, uh, and I wear hiking a lot, uh, which uh, they have no toes in yeah, the. I remember uh, they, you telling me about? Yeah, that. and they're sort of a compression sock. Yeah. So you you you're, you're you know you're you're in there comfortably, but it doesn't the the fabric of the sock doesn't pull back on your toes when you're on a, on an angle. Yeah. But it's, it's really good. Isn't part of these socks like to prevent your feet from getting cold and, and when your tootsies be freezing with the. Being exposed like that? Yeah, but I guess you, yeah, you get some warmer. partial, yeah. partial warmth from. Is this? That. A, so I'm looking at this leg here. Is this a? Um, is that a man's leg? Because nah, those are. Oh, those she are has cankles. a pair. Yeah, they're just kind of wide ankles, I guess. Yeah, the ladies who um, they went back to. Um, uh, they're from Korea, and they when they went back, they bought all of these socks. They brought them back, and everyone who comes into their store uh, last Christmas got one uh, kind of as like a little gift. So okay. I wear them every time I go in the wintertime when I go to get a pedicure. Do you guys get stuff from Etsy every now and then? Yeah. I've well, never gotten anything from Etsy. Do you? Do yeah, you from t- it's very, you know, crafty, uh, creative and yeah, crafty yeah, yeah. stuff. And so sometimes I'll just do a blind search on a on a search engine, and it'll take me to Etsy as you can find this. Yeah. Like a, a paper bush cozy. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. I bought you uh, shorts from Etsy. Oh, the, uh, the, the fisherman, fisherman shorts. shorts. Yeah. I love those shorts. Yeah. Those are great. They, they do have some good stuff on there. And, I've uh, never tried. I should check then. And I've started to, I've, I finally got a Pinterest account, <laughs> and that's kind of cool. There's, I, some, I, there's some neat stuff on there. Well, I, I, I told, you finally got it like 20 years later. I no, did. I, did, yeah. I did too. Personally. Within the past six yeah. months I did as well and I put the things that I like and I get my notifications and I never, <laughs> I never look at them. Yeah. Oh, you don't? Hardly ever, no. I, I found a lot of good yeah. recipes. Recipe, there. that's what I use it for. Recipes and no, nail art. No, I do. You cook? No. Well, most of them are desserts. Okay. <laughs> I want to so, see yeah. what people make yeah. for food. Yeah. I did it for backyard designs. Uh, because I, yeah, you I know, know you're, I, you're redoing your backyard. Well, yeah, well, uh, possibly, maybe, I don't know. You just keep going back ideas. and forth. Yeah. And you get ideas, but like, I really don't know how to really do it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like Somebody I've, needs to help with the visualization of it. And that's what these yeah. types of things. No, no, do. no. I mean, I don't know how to do Pinterest. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm still not finding. I don't know how to like, do Reddit. Yeah. It's just, reading. I didn't even know you did Reddit. 
I don't. That's no, right. I don't I'm know just saying, like, period. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you in general. Like, isn't it? Don't you just read things? The plural you. Well, you can. There's like a way to do it to uh, contribute. Yeah, to to be more effective on your Reddit. Oh. Mm, mm. I don't know. I never want to get to that point. Neither, neither do I. Uh, but anyhow, if you want your flip flop socks, you got to go on Etsy. And you can get those there. Don't you sell them at the general store there? The odds uh, we do. Step yeah, on, on in. Come on in, partner. <laughs> partner. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the banjo, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Feel that way. Uh, anyhow, thank you. These were a few things that Thanks were... Thanks for coming by the odds and ends. And Prior to Preston Elliott, uh, bid you a fond farewell. <laughs> Hope you return soon. I can't say y'all come back now, right? Why don't you bring back that wipe of yours, the one with the super huge bush? <laughs> <laughs> All right, as we are taking a break, I'm going to give something away. Casey and I have both been to this place. It's in the King of Prussia Mall. It's very cool. And we have a Preston and Steve night that is going to be taking place at the Happy Place. Oh, this looks so cool. And I have a four-pack of tickets to join us at the King of Prussia Thursday, November 14th, 6 to 8 p.m. It's an interactive, immersive exhibit featuring more than 15,000 square feet of playful spaces and cheerful moments. So let's take, uh, how many should I give away? Case, two of them? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, because we have a lot of time before the actual. We do. I'll itself. just do two yeah. for now. We'll take callers number 18 and 19 at 215-263-WMMR. By the way, it's been called the most Instagrammable pop-up in America. Uh, t- tickets are on sale now at uh, happyplace.me. And the exhibit is here through January 5th, occupying the space where J.C. Penny was hmm. inside the mall. So callers 18 and 19, we are going to set you up. 215-263-WMMR. We will take a break. The B-File is coming up, as well as a Not Your Average Listener this morning. Awesome. So stay with us. We'll be right back. The President's Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Nick, can you bring up the uh, uh, the web page that was up there before? Yeah, I know you got the text messages up, but I wanted to mention the fact that we have a new feature available for your viewing pleasure on PrestonSteve.com. And it is an inside peek of the life of Miss October from our Totally uh, Office calendar. Um, that is Angelina. A little Q&A. I love that. And a couple of extra photos <clears throat> as well. And it's just kind of a, uh, a quick little featurette on the gals that, uh, that populate that calendar. We're going to have a new one out in the very near future. It's such an important, listen, it, it's a, a big part of uh, you know, the Camp Out for Hunger it's with the uh, the tchotchke that we hand out, and it's uh, it's great to have it year round. Uh, so, if you want to learn more about the ladies, you can uh, take a look now, and uh, we have each of the, the the gals featured in there. Miss October Gallery and uh, a Q and A with Angelina. That's available at PrestonSteve.com. Let's get to the B file yeah. story, shall we? Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by the Bates Motel. The Bates Motel in Glen Mills is the number one rated haunted attraction in America. It is designed to scare you, and it will... What? And it will. Oh, and it will, period. (laughs) And it will. uh, Here's how it was going to sound. And it will get discount coupons at participating (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts locations. I thought you were going to say rip your ass out. And the Bates Motel. No, it's going to destroy your... BatesMotel.com. Destroy your ass. You'll have your ass destroyed. Hmm. Next year, that's their slogan. Yeah. That's got to be the slogan. The caretaker of a Pakistani house of worship unleashed his pet lion on an electrician who was trying to collect late payment. Oh, wow. oh. yeah. 
Police said the electrician visited the house of worship multiple times because his wages were overdue and eventually got into a heated debate with the caretaker, who then used his pet lion to attack the man. I'm going to go get my freaking lion. Authorities said the victim did not initially file a police report because the caretaker promised to get him treatment and pay him compensation. Listen, sorry about the whole lion thing. A month passed, and the caretaker received neither, so he decided to file a police report. So was it an attack lion, or did the lion simply... So he... he the lion did act aggressively towards the guy? He's did a pet lion, and it just... Launch says, into the room and start tearing at him? I guess he was able to... to Cause him to, or to, you know, yeah, command him to attack this guy. But uh, Simba, I, kill. I, I, the 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 details are sketchy on this because I didn't say how badly he was injured or what happened. The caretaker has since been arrested. Police did not say whether the man had a license to own a pet lion, or if the lion was still being cared for by the individual, or if it had been moved to a zoo. So we don't know much. A woman was killed as she was leaning out of a train window. <sighs> Below an inadequate warning sign, Bethan Roper was hit in the head by a tree branch while on board a Great oh. Western Railway service traveling at about 75 miles an hour. Trees along the route had not been expected had not been inspected since 2009. Uh, signs around the window were updated after her death. The investigation said Ms. Roper was returning to South Wales from Bath. She was with friends, and they, uh, uh, the investigating body said that it believed at least one other friend leaned out of the window before Ms. Roper did. Witnesses told investigators she had her head out of the window for a few seconds before falling back into the vestibule. They said Mr. Roper, Jack, and Chrissy were inconsolable. <laughs> uh, despite the efforts of the other passengers, including some of uh, some with medical training, she was pronounced dead at the station. They got you hear her. stories like that. Sometimes you hear uh, you know trains going in the opposing direction will behead yeah. people. And uh. Uh, the doors of the London Paddington to Exeter service were fitted with an opening window to enable passengers to open the door at stations. And uh, a warning sign above the drop light window met industry guidance but did not adequately convey the level of risk. Investigators claimed the the use of the word caution suggested that leaning out the window could be done safely if care was taken. So that's terrible. A Minnesota Department of Corrections sergeant is accused of exchanging McDonald's food for some oral while he was driving a female inmate to jail last month. So I'll give you a burger if yeah. you give me a Hummer. Yeah, so Randy Allen Beeler was charged with third-degree criminal sexual conduct. He was take, uh, taking the woman from uh, one county jail to another. Hey, can I have one of them french fries? During the... Tr- <laughs> All right. Please, no. <laughs> yeah, they look awful good. I'm a big fan of the french fries. Uh during the transfer, Beeler... Well, you, you, you know it wasn't Halle Berry sitting in the backseat. Beeler told the woman that he was going to stop for food. She, indica- she indicated that she would, quote, do anything for some food. And Beeler asked... If that, I'm loving it. Uh, if that included coming up to the front seat and fooling around. Fooling around. <laughs> yeah, he made his first uh, court uh, appearance on Thursday. He's got another one coming up, so... Well, aren't you a coy one? Mm-hmm. A 23-year-old... Louisville, Kentucky man is behind bars after police say he shot and killed his father with a crossbow and struck his sister in the head with a frying pan. Oh, my God. And I don't have much on this. Uh, The manhunt for Gerald Beavers III began just after 1 p.m. when the uh, police responded to a call from a home and found one man dead and the injured woman. Beavers was apprehended around 5 p.m. And uh, they don't know the motive for the attack, but a crossbow and a 
frying pan were his uh, weapons of choice. They have not yet said what charges may be brought against the young beavers. That's what it says. <laughs> the young beaver. Nice beaver. No, not a nice beaver. All right, how about this guy? The ink didn't lie. Police arrested a 36-year-old Illinois man for giving officers a fake name despite the fact that he had his real name tattooed on his neck. <laughs> wow. You got to remember you have those tattoos before you give a fake ID. Yes. Uh, Matthew C. Bushman had a warrant out for his arrest when officers booked him on October 11th for obstructing justice. A police mugshot shows the Matty B tattoo across his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Police said that they were investigating a forgery when Bushman gave him the false name and date of birth in an attempt to dodge a warrant out for him, and uh, he was booked into the county jail. I, I've been seeing a lot more uh, full throat, I guess the equivalent of what a sleeve is to the arm, full throat yeah. tattoos. And to me, it can't help but look like a turtleneck. Yeah. Agreed. It Agreed. looks like a permanent turtleneck. Yep. I agree. And I've never really liked the way no. turtlenecks look. Yeah. All right, one last story. I saved the best for last. Rats are up for adoption after authorities removed them from a van where they lived with their owner. This is wild. It started with just two pet rats, and it exploded to more than 300. And they all lived in a van with this woman. Wow. 300 of them. I really like McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) And it was parked near one of uh, San Diego's toniest communities. The rodents clawed their way into upholstery, gnawed through the engine wiring. They hid in door panels, burrowed into the seats. One video shows several clustered on the dashboard. Look, uh, I think we got something here. Why don't we take this back to my van? And they often skittered around outside of the van, parked near a convenience store. Uh, The rats in the van prompted concern, complaints, and finally calls to the San Diego Humane, Humane Society. Officials there were able to scoop up scores of rats from the vehicle, and now several of those rescued rodents are available for adoption. So they were clean and everything. They weren't, you know, they were like lab rats. They were well, they were like pet rats, and yeah. so they they weren't wild or anything like that. And apparently, she took pretty good care of them. <laughs> Not Jeez. okay. So they, they, she fed them and, and yeah, walked exactly. them exactly. So took th- them to rat shows. It started when officers went to the van and spoke to the woman living inside. According to the officer, he said at first sight, the officer realized that right away the situation was significant. They could tell immediately. Was there a smell? It was a huge amount of rats. They were living out of the van, coming and going. The woman told Humane Society officer she was sorry that her pets had gotten out of control. She wanted help. She agreed to turn them over. He said the the officer said she was feeding all of them (laughs) and had water for all of them, and it didn't meet the standards of hoarding. Rats 300 have, rats in a van doesn't constitute hoarding? Because she was taken care of. Huh. Rats have lost lots and lots of babies. A healthy litter consists of about 10 to 12 rats. They multiply fast. Gestation usually runs for four weeks. Mm. Oh, my God. So it didn't take long for two rats to become hundreds. Officials spent a couple of days plucking as many rats as they could from the vehicle. Tell you what, there's a lot of love in my rat van. Tearing out the entire inside, finding rodents in every single crevice. Uh, they collected 320 <sighs> of them. I think yeah. I'm going to need another van. And a GoFundMe page has been set up to help the woman living in the vehicle. As of Thursday, more than $4,700 have been raised for her. So, yeah. <laughs> well, wild, her heart was in the right place. I guess. Uh, but, you know, of course, she's in completely deranged. Yeah. But, so. <laughs> Rat Van could be a band name. Rat, Rat Van. Rat Van. Rat Van. We are Rat Van! Yeah. I want to thank Saint for opening up for us. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Saint's opening for Rat Van? <laughs> <laughs> How did the show go this uh 
We'll, we'll talk about it later, right? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. It's gonna be a break. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We we had we had a really good time. So thanks to the broken album. <laughs> well, Rat Band brings. I mean, a lot of big crowd. <laughs> Look, we were just to support. Yeah, the yeah, Rat Band. Yeah. Uh, but I think we we were happy they gave us that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we will have a not your average listener in the studio. You will hear their story. We will ask questions. We'll hear about it all together, and then we put it up to you to decide whether or not this person will receive a cash prize that we have. So that is on the way when we return. Make sure you stay with us, please. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're about to meet a Not Your Average listener. For those who may not be familiar with our program and this particular feature that we do from time to time, it's uh, just finding out about the listening audience of the Preston and Steve Show. People who have listened to us uh, for a number of years who have something interesting about their lives, and that can be a profession. It could be uh, a, a possession that they have of some sort. It could be uh, an interesting thing that's happened in their life that just, for some reason or other, stands out. Or a language they created. <laughs> we had got these yeah. guys that created their own language. <laughs> Whatever. I actually liked that It was one. great. Yeah, me too. Uh, but we've had all sorts of people here in the studio to tell their story, and then we turn it on you to determine whether you think this person is worthy of a prize. And it's mainly the, uh, you know, the title, not your average listener. Um, but we have a $250 cash prize presented by our friends at Sunoco Fuel Your Best. So before we welcome our not your average listener, we have to play our official do. theme song. Preston and Steve on the radio, I think this might be my shot. 250 cold hard cash sure would help a lot. Not your average listener. Sponsored by Sun or Go. They're not your average gas station. I want to win this promotion. They know how to fuel peak performance. I simply just want to win. They've been doing it for America and raising for 50 years. I want to show the people that people are not like me. Text the word yes to 39333. Just absolutely beautiful. I think that each one has gotten better than the last. Well, lyrically, this is what you would call a perfect song. I think so. All right, our next guest is an author. And listen, you may be saying, okay, a book. That guy's written a book, right? Well, his book is being turned into a film, which is going to be premiering uh, November 1st uh, across the country, and it's got a straight-up local tie to it. So, it sure does, yeah. First, let's welcome him, and then we'll find out about the book. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tommy Martino. Hey, hey Tommy, good morning. Good morning. Thanks Preston. for coming in this morning. How you doing? 
Fantastic. Thank you. Excellent. Good to see you guys. Yeah, good to be it's good to have you here, I should say. Uh you've been listening to MMR for a long time? All the time. Nice. And you grew up in the area, right? I grew up in Delaware County. All right. The name of the book is Inside Game, correct? Yes, correct. For for those who may not know the title of the book, they probably know the story. Can you remind us what that story is uh, in a nutshell? Sure. So it was the uh, scandal that rocked the NBA where the NBA referee was betting on games with which he officiated. It was, this was huge. This was huge. I remember this was, uh, you know, so he's he's officiating games and betting on them. And as you can imagine, that represents a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So how did you come by this the, the story and, and, and writing the story, your first-time author with this? So, yes. Yeah. So, basically, uh, I, w- I had to go to jail for a little while, of course. And when I got out of jail, my cousin, who's a venture capitalist at Sil- in Silicon Valley, approached me. And uh, he asked me if I, he if I, he could buy my life rights. Yeah. So I said, sure, Paul. His name's Paulie Martino. So he uh, bought my life rights. And just to, in case somebody came through for a movie, he was going to shelf them in case something came along. And then he was in Silicon Valley one day. By chance, he was sitting at a bar. And uh, there was a man who he was sitting next to him named Michael Pierce, who was a producer. Paulie didn't know it at the time. But they got to talking, and uh, somehow the NBA scandal came up, and Paulie said, well, I have a script. And uh, Michael Pierce said, what's a guy from Silicon Valley, venture capitalist, doing with a movie script? <laughs> right, right. So uh, he gave the script to Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce read it overnight, called him the next day, and said, hey, this is excellent. Uh, let's talk. And that's how the movie was born. Okay. Huh. But how about the book? So you wrote the book? Okay, yeah. So I wrote the book. So I went down to Tampa to get the NBA referee on board with the movie because, of course, you need the NBA ref. Right. And um, we went down to sign him. We had to meet with a PR guy, my cousin and I, uh, Chip Namus. He's done a lot of popular um, movies associated with sports. I think a couple of them were Hoosiers and okay. Moneyball with Brad Pitt. So he has a pedigree with this really stuff. Really good yeah, those, those are yeah. heavy hitter movies. Yeah. yeah, so we're sitting across from him at lunchtime, and he's talking about the NBA referee and how we need some kind of promotions with the movie. And he said, let's relaunch Donaghy's book, Tim Donaghy being the referee. So I'm sitting across from like the Invisible Man. Yeah. And I thought to myself, wow, maybe I should finish my book, which I started seven years prior. Oh. So... That gave me the incentive to finish my book. So I called Donaghy afterwards, and I said, Tim, they're going to relaunch your book. He said, Tom, you're stupid if you don't finish yours. So so he, so Donaghy had written a book. Hmm. So you're writing the book, and, you, and you're, you have your own book. Yep. And he tells you you yes. should finish your book. Exactly. Why, why would he do that? I, he's looking out for my best interest. Well, that's, that's yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. And I'm looking out for his best yeah, interest. So yeah. we have each other's backs. Were you guys friends? Or what's your connection to Tim yeah. Donaghy? Okay, so I, I didn't understand that connection in the first place. So you knew Tim, who was the referee, who was uh, the, the he, and he's local as well. He's local as well. He's from Havertown. Okay, and how long had you guys known each other? So since, I guess, he was in eighth grade, and I was I graduated in 1984 from Cardinal O'Hara. Okay. So I would say four years prior to that, 1980, so what's that, like 30 years almost? Okay. So And you were in jail for this? Right, I was in jail for this. For for, 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 for betting and being a recipient of information that he was yes. get, providing you. Right. And how long did you serve? I served a year and a day. Okay. And how long was he in for? 15 months. 15 months. Okay. Because I remember it was all over the place when this yeah. broke. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, it made them really <clears throat> review 
policy and procedure in the NBA. I don't know if it's stuck. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it's not, you know, happening again. But, uh, wow. So how, how did Donaghy bring you into it? Uh, okay, so it was actually the professional gambler that brought me into it. Okay. So James Baba Batista, he's a local guy, too. I grew up with and him. And he's going to be played by Will Sasso Will in the movie, Sasso's correctly? Will playing him. Yeah, Will okay. Sasso does a fantastic job. Okay. And Batista approached me one day when we got out of jail. No, before, when I yeah. talk about, before yeah. we went into jail. <laughs> and he said, Tommy, can I use your house to perform my job, which is professional gambling? He had five cell phones on him, a laptop. I said, sure. He said, uh, I'll give you $100 a day to do it. I was recently divorced. I was kind of lonely. Yeah, <laughs> you wanted so he's running a bookie operation basically out of your house. He's probably taking much more money than a hundred bucks a day, right? Right, of course. Yeah, and uh, he did give me hundred. He gave me actually more than a hundred dollars a day. He didn't want his family to be present if his house got raided. Right. He wanted your house to get raided. Yeah, right. He wanted you to be present. <laughs> exactly. uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red flag. Red flag. Right. Right. Uh, but you knew you you knew all along what was going on like you you agreed to this right yeah. okay so i didn't know what was going uh, on in behind the scenes so behind the scenes he was in debt a lot of money to people you don't want to be in debt to right yeah so he was coming looking for me because he knew i was donaghy's buddy so a way to get his money back that he had lost was to get me to get donaghy on board with him and there was whispers before Batista came to me that Donaghy was giving games to a local business salesman, uh, insurance salesman named Jack and Cannon. And And when you say giving games, he would exert influence in the game to affect the outcome by his calls. I don't think by his calls. Like if if you ask Donaghy, it's by his knowledge of the game and his inner circle of being in the dressing room, seeing the injuries, knowing other referees who had, you know, beefs. Well, let, let me ask you, Tommy. Is, so, 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 but that that to me is just knowledge people could come by by hearsay. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or in other words, so, so what? what it, I assume it, it trend because he is a referee charged with making sure everything's on the up and up, and he's betting on the games the same way that Pete Rose got into trouble. You know, he said yeah. he never bet, you know bet on a game he was playing in or whatever. But I mean, whatever the, the case is, that's the deal. But everything peripherally would would that be illegal necessarily that you just Somebody yeah. knows that information? I'll give you an example. Yeah. Uh, Steve. Yeah. One game he gave me during the scandal, I passed along to the professional gambler. Right when I passed along to him, hundreds of thousands of dollars gets bets on the game. Bet right. on the game. Millions, right. actually. Right. Because it was actually going out to New York to the Gambinos, and they were betting it, too, and they made oh. a lot of money. <sighs> right. Okay, yeah. Gambino, so, obviously, is right. a, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, run a, they're, they're florists, yeah. is what they are. Very good. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, so heavy hitters. Yeah, so Donaghy gives me the game, calls me back an hour later and says, Tom, I just found out the whole bench, the whole, uh, was it the Washington Bullets at the yeah. time? They're sitting everybody. The coach was upset at the team, so he sat everybody. He goes, switch the bet to the other side. So I called Batista to switch the bet to the other side. It's too late. No. So we took a beat on that game. But that was only one yeah. in about 40. He was 40 and 5. Done. This is crazy stuff. So you know, I, 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 so I understand on a basic level, but I, I know. And even when it was happening and they were talking about it, it was hard to follow it. So they're using your house. You're betting your you're betting as well? 
Uh, no, I never bet. You never bet. No. So it was just because they used your house. That's that's how you were involved. Uh, well, you know, I, I would m- help go with Batista to, like, New Jersey and move money around, like, drop off 65000 Okay, were you, were you laundering money? Were you? Uh... No, it wasn't laundering okay. money. I wasn't, but the... You, you were know, the dry fact, cleaning. The, yeah, I was dry cleaning. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, so, but it, but still, you, you were associated with something that, that is... That, that is Basically, lawn, laundering in a way is is moving money around, right? I'm sure somebody else yeah. was, but I had a hair. Uh, my brother had a hair salon, so they audited our hair salon. So okay. they tried to get me for money laundering. They were trying to get me for anything. I see to give information. Okay. to them. So you know they were pretty much torturing me and bringing my family up to New York. And you know, uh, every time we went up, it was like ten grand. And then they were about to take my mom up, and she had like two types of cancer. And I, I said they had took my girlfriend up, my brother, me. Um, they ordered at the hair salon. That was 17000 These are the feds? These are the feds. Okay. All right, not to fast forward too much, but I do have a question, uh, Tommy. When when they got Donaghy, um, did anybody go back and, and check his entire yeah. history within that to see if there were flagrant calls? Yeah, okay. they did. And what did they find? So the FBI went over everything. And they said that they couldn't really see anything that was suspicious. Huh. Yeah. But, but the very fact that he was betting on the sport himself as a referee, yep. which is obviously a massive conflict of interest. Yeah. The fact that information, he was uh, disseminating information out to um, uh, somebody with a nefarious gambling uh, a career. Right. right. Uh, that's, that's what made it explode. Exactly. Okay, uh, but no. but the, the, the but the the FBI, as you said, so they review everything, and they didn't see like something that just stood out, like being completely ridiculous a call that he made. On, on, on for the most part, everything was on the up and up the way he was calling the game. Right. Okay. Tim was a great referee, right. no doubt. So like he was one of the best. That's so the crazy Tommy, thing you... about the like the referee. Sorry to jump no. in here. Is is that like there are a lot of Delco guys that uh, mm-hmm. either are or were referees, and actually a lot of. Arnold Harrow guys. Yeah. Um, sure. So this is sort of like a, you know, a dark stain on, on that. Uh, yeah. I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. by it. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I'm, when you you started writing this book, um, when you were writing it, did it evolve from it being your story to being Tim's story? No, it was. It's my story. It's all my story. Okay. So Tim really didn't have any input on the story. And who's playing Tim in the movie? Uh, Eric Mabius does a great job. And Scott Wolf is playing you. Playing me. Lucky you! You got Scott Wolf. Look at that. He's a cool dude. Yeah. yeah. What do I know Scott Wolf from? Scott, Party of Five. Party of Five. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy, no way. Nancy Drew now. Yeah. 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 He plays Nancy Drew. Nancy. No, no, no. <laughs> Man, that guy's good. <laughs> he's good. No, uh, but he's he's a good looking guy. How, yeah, he is cool. Okay. Oh, so you. so say you know you feel embarrassed by this and 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 I understand that. But uh, so I, I was always curious about a film that portrays a real life person. Yeah. That is. Not a positive, sunshiny story. It's going to be made into a movie. Now, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's showing some pretty bad behavior here. Yeah, so I'm embarrassed by it. You know, yeah. you know, it was a mistake I made. You know, I never want to make that kind of mistake again. But it did happen. And there's a lot of feelings involved. So, But you also want to tell the truth. How did your family feel about it? So, you know, uh, my dad tries not to read the newspapers. and To dwell on it? Yeah, because... Yeah. He doesn't want, you know, his son to be shown in that kind of light, you know. But well, yeah, they, yeah. They, they do make, cause as you're reading the reviews and reading up on, on the whole thing, is it, 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 it also shows you, you paid your dues. You, yeah. It's a story of redemption. A number of critics have said no one's giving you a, a pass on what you did. And you know you did something that was wrong. Right. But 
um, it, it, um, you come out the other end, and, and how have you sort of endeavored to make, you know, restitution or, or do things right, you know, in, in your life? What have you, have you actively sought to right the wrong or, yeah. yeah. So a lot of, uh, so what we're doing is one major thing that we're doing is proceeds from the book. Some of the proceeds go to Elwin Institute. Mm-hmm. And when the movie comes out and money starts coming in, God willing. Yeah. We're going to donate money to Elwin Institute uh, to a friend of mine who's been there. He lives there and works there named Joey Ferrigno. So that's one of the things we're trying what's, to give back. What's Elwin Institute for those? So Elwin Institute is for disabled children and adults, children with, um, what's that? Like Down syndrome. Developmental yeah. disabilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's right down the street from where uh, Y100 used to be. Yeah. It's really? A, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right this, is wild. this yeah. is wild. Have you seen the movie? I seen the movie so the about compl- ten times. Okay, the, the completed thing. So and the, so it's November first. It opens November first. It opens in thirty major basketball cities across America. Okay, including Chicago, Philly, of course, DC. And the the word right now, it's it's getting some really solid feedback on it. Like I like it. I think yeah. it's a great movie. Do you like the way you were portrayed for the most part? Well, it is what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, yeah. So I, I don't like it, but. Is it, is it painful to watch? I mean, so what, what, at, what, at what point did you feel you, I mean, when you're bringing up names like Gambino family and stuff like that, yeah. you, what, well, there had to be a number of points where you thought, I'm going to get killed. Sure. So so when, 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 when was it the most desperate for you? When did you think? Because not, it's not only you, the, you know, you're, the, the focus now is on, the, on your family as well. Right, right. And that's yeah. exactly right. I think I was on the beach in South Beach, Miami. Well, I know I was. Yeah. And I got an, that unavailable call. Yeah. That's either the feds or the feds. <laughs> yeah. So they said they're on my front porch. So that's the first time I like. I was I I had didn't eat dinner for the next like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine yeah, I lunch and breakfast yeah, is okay. But, sure. No, no, but but the, the, the but for the most part. So did you ever? Were you ever? I mean, did you ever feel like you were minutes away? I mean, did how how desperate did it get? Was it all okay? I mean, even though it's terrifying and heart wrenching and and. Your stomach's turning and all that stuff, but did you ever at one point think, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live out the day? Well, you know, sometimes you think about ending it yourself, you know, that's how... Did, oh, it got that bad. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know Timmy told me that he felt the same way. Donaghy, the referee. Yeah. But good thing I had a good support system and my dad, if it wasn't for my dad, you know, I'd be living on crates in South Philly somewhere. Yeah, yeah. How's life now? What do you do? Fantastic. So, I, uh, uh, I'm a barber. In my brother's hair salon, the Ronnie Hair Gallery on Saks Ave. Oh. In Springfield. Yeah, I was actually, uh, yeah, I, I know you guys very well. Oh, thank um, you. you guys donated to, you guys donate to charities all the time. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Look yeah. at you turning your life around. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> trying my best. Man. Yeah. I have a three year old yeah. son now and a beautiful wife and a great family. And I don't want my son to repeat the mistakes of his father. It had to be to have your mother, who you said was suffering from cancer. Yep, she beat be... it. She beat it twice. All right, well, that's good news. So here's the thing. Um, you know, like the, the headlines are, are, are the headlines. And people are going to read the stories. And then that's going to be their, their only picture of you as a person. Right. But the crazy thing is, is because I'm a Delco guy, I went to O'Hara myself. I, I have gotten so many text messages from people that, uh, that you knew growing up, that people that were your neighbors, uh, people that were your book signing last night. And... Um, the the same thing keeps coming back over and over again. He's a great guy. He's a great guy, uh, and so no uh, yeah. So and um, well, the, you you can't be you know like the some of you can't be like one mistake that you made in your life. Even though the mistake was made over you know you know it was a series of weeks or months or whatever. Um, 
that can't be the only thing that you well, if, are. If you can never be forgiven, what, right. what, what, right. you, what is the whole process about? What is redemption? What, what, you know, how, how do you ever, how do you ever course correct in life if one? Obviously, this was a profound thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but still, you know, you we we have to hold, we have to allow the 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 possibility of someone to write the 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 the, the course. And uh, and get you know get on the straight and narrow, and it, it appears you have. Yes, I have one yeah. one bad decision could shape your destiny. Yeah. So Tommy, you were you were in jail for a year. Where did you serve? MDC Brooklyn for six months, and then they shipped me off. After a month in the hole, they shipped me off to Fort Devens in Boston. Okay. Why were you in the hole? Ooh, it's a long story. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if you guys have time. But yeah, go ahead. So pretty much, I got thrown in the hole because I had told my bunkie. That if it wasn't for this guy, the professional gambler, I yeah. wouldn't even be in here. Which is a mistake. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, you know, I was pissed. Does that invite? Does that invite some sort of retribution from the other prisoners, or do, yep. how how do they read your telling them that? So my co-defendant Jimmy Batista was in the unit next to me. Yeah. So when I told my bunkie, he ran over and told Batista, oh. who was in a unit with all the wise guys. Uh huh. So right away, he defended himself, which he should have. I shouldn't open my mouth. Mm. And he said, Martino's a snitch. So they made you out to be a rat. You got it. And so when you are, then you become marked. You got and it. And then they need to put you into protection, so they put you in isolation. I made a call to my attorney. I was desperate. I said, right. give me my judgment and committal papers. Because that shows on there whether you were a cooperating, whether you cooperated with the government or not. Right. Unfortunately, my papers never came in time. They came like six months later when I was in Boston, which you know it could be attributed to the judicial system. Yeah, that stinks. <laughs> and uh, so I, the warden was listening over the phone. They listen to your calls and mm-hmm. open your mail. So I called my attorney. I said, "Give me my judgment and criminal papers." They're calling me a snitch up here. Next day, they locked down the whole unit. All the doors shut. I'm thinking, what the heck's going on? Here they come, right from my cell. Step away from the door, handcuffed me, and brought me into the hole for thirty days. Wow! So when you're in the hole for thirty days, days you're in, you're in isolation. Yeah. You're so you're you're in an, you 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 don't get time out to exercise or anything, right? You're 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 in. What was that like? And was that one of the points at which you thought I really I would I need to off myself? I thought that I was going to die in there on my own. Right? You know, like they 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 you're in there. It's like a torture. Right. One guy died while I was in there. Like they passed this guy past my door in a on a uh, gurney. Yeah. And uh, after he passed away, he was dead for like eight hours. They would they got a slap on the wrist, and then every hour the CEO would come by my in the hole, shine a flashlight in, and make sure you moved. And he would say, "Make a move," so that they knew you were alive. Mm. So you'll forgive me for saying this. You're 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 a, you know you're a smaller guy and. Yeah. I six don't. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> no. So, but I mean, in, in six. In, Did you just say six four? <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm standing on my wallet. <laughs> but in prison and everything, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what you're looking at there, but you're. I mean, you've got to, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's heavy duty. Which, by the way, if if Joe Pesci was like 35 years younger, yeah, he should have played you. Totally. Yeah, I Joe, mean, yeah. I totally get that from that's you. Right. But you got Scott yeah. Wolf. That's pretty cool. He's the man. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's great. When I met him, he after like we were talking for like fifteen minutes, he started to mimic me. 
Really? Like, with the accent. Right in like, front I of guess you? we got an accent, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did he get the Delco uh, yeah. pronunciations correct in this? Yeah, he did. All right. Yeah, he did a great okay. job. He really did kill it. So how many okay. people from, from Delco and from your, you know, have, have, have come to your... I, now, obviously, if people who don't like you don't like it. I mean, it's hard to change that. Yeah. But, I mean, I you know, I, I, the same way someone who goes to uh, AA, you know, tries to make right and restitution with people... Uh, you know, have, have, have people come around or, or you know, yeah. it seems like Casey's saying a lot of people just stick up for you as a good guy and say you made a mistake. Yeah. But are, are there still people who still have issues with you that you encounter or, or for the most part are people willing to, to give you a second chance? I think my ex-wife probably is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Me, but no, everybody is pretty much receptive. Yeah. You know, they're cool. And they, I did the right thing growing up. And yeah. Have you ever been asked to go in and speak to people about uh, turning your life around, about what, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being aware that mistakes can lead you down the wrong path? So that's the message I have for everybody. We were at Villanova University last week in Lehigh. Yeah. The night before. And yeah, you know, I have a message, you know, about bad decisions and how they shape your life. And, you know, you got to do what's best for you and your family, mm-hmm. not for what's best for someone else when it comes to decision making. Right. So, yeah, like uh, my cousin told me we're going to do like a tour of like 50, all 50 states and go to colleges and do like motivational speaking. Okay. Colleges. Do you like that? You like, do you, do you, do you have a good experience when you do that? I do. I'm not that bad at it. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, you'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm yeah. a little nervous here. Yeah. I, I got to ask Casey being a grad of O'Hara. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about all this? Uh, um, I, nobody was like a big fan of it. I, you know, like, uh, I just, I didn't know about you. The, you know, Tim Donaghy was the big name. Right. Um, but mm, I remember you bringing him up. It was yeah, it was yeah, embarrassing. I mean, listen, you, you can't help but be embarrassed. Or, it was or, embarrassing. Yeah. For, it, for it, gave, it gave the Bonner guys and, you know, one more thing to make fun of us. St. <laughs> James guys, like all those guys. Uh, you don't want any of those people to have any fuel. Right. Uh, you know, when it just comes to, like, ball busting and stuff like that. But also, you know, when somebody like Tim or, or, or anybody has made a name for themselves. Like, I mean, that's that's a big deal, being a referee in, in you know, major yeah. league sports. Um, you know, it, it sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well hopefully, the you know, the movie's going to do well, and, and they'll shed some light on this, and you're sharing your story, and you're hopefully trying to make things right. Yes. You know? So, uh, all right. Well, listen, I think we're going to put it to the audience. Yeah. We'll see what they think. And uh, is Tommy a not your average listener or not? That is the question. So he's written the book Inside Game. It's a movie, uh, which is opening on November 1st. And, and if be... you win the money, you're not going to put it on a game, right? You're, you're... <laughs> okay. Oh God, I just want to make sure. All right. It's $250 cash prize. Let's see what you have to say. Text the word yes or no. To 39333, yes, meaning that, yep, Tommy deserves it, or no, he does not, and we leave it up to you. So go ahead and do that now. Text yes or no to 39333. And with that, we'll take a break, and then we'll come out, and we'll find out what they think, all right? Cool. All right, excellent. Tommy Martino here this morning. Not your average listener. We'll be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa, Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. 
So we have uh, Tommy Martino, who is in the studio, our not your average listener. Before we revealed the results, we only do this like once a month. <laughs> so we have to get some mileage out of the theme song. Yeah. And, of course, it mentions our uh, our wonderful sponsor, Sunoco, Fuel Your Best. So we're going to play the theme song one more time, and then we'll reveal the results of the uh, the poll. Preston and Steve on the radio, I think this might be my shot. 250 cold hard cash, sure would help a lot. Not your average listener. Sponsored by Sun Go, they're not your average gas station. I want to win this promotion. Performance. I simply just want to win. They've been doing it for American Racing for 50 years. I want to show the people that people are not like me. Text the word yes to 39333. Well, I think, you know, the way it flows. Yeah. yeah. I think well, it's. I like it to a heart of the matter. The, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lyrical perfection. It's beautiful. There's, there's no wasted words. Melodically, there's no, yeah. no, exactly. So, wonderful job, Casey Boy. All right, so Tommy Martino here in our studio, Not Your Average Listener, promoting a new book called Inside Game. There is a film uh, named Inside Game, and it's uh, Tommy's story uh, and a few other locals as well. Tim Donaghy about the NBA scandal that took place a while back. Uh, Will Sasso stars in it, and Scott Wolf is playing Tommy in this film. And we took your votes, and I now have the results. I must say... This is one of our most more split decisions yeah, uh, that we've had in a while because a lot of times it weighs heavily on yes. Yeah. A little less so, as you can imagine, because there's some negativity involved with this. Uh, but we have a 75-25 vote. That's still good. 75-25 vote. Unless it's bad. For <laughs> yes. Oh! So that means Tommy... They're siding with you that you are indeed a not-your-average listener of the Preston and Steve show. So we have a $250 prize for you. So congratulations. Thank you so much. That on top of the success of your book and the movie and everything. And uh, But thanks for sharing your story. And, and thanks, you know, good on you for turning your life around and, and getting it together. I'm know? looking forward to, to, uh, to reading the book and, and seeing the book. Because obviously it has local ties. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, hey, okay. you can't help it. It's it's a compelling story. Anything like this, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and good. Yeah, and good luck to you with everything you got going on. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank you, Preston. All right, thank you guys, you bet, Thanks, man. Steve. All right, Tommy's got to go. He's got to go get his son. Yeah. Thank hey, you, Tommy. Hey, 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 Take care, brother. Hey, hey, it was hey, nice hey, to meet hey, you. Hey, hey, hey. hey. All right, so uh, uh, yet another not travelers. And thanks again to Sunoco for uh, they're awesome for being our sponsor. And uh, getting people on board and, and uh, the cash prize was awarded. May I tell you, Preston, that not only uh, do they have wonderful gas, but their uh, fat-free French vanilla is very good. Too. Oh, they have good fat-free vanilla. <laughs> I did not know oh, that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I have to try that. Yeah. Um, so we all, all of us, had busy weekends uh, this weekend. There's a lot of stuff that uh, that occurred over the weekend, so I think a little recap would be worth it. Uh, I think it's oh. necessary. Just yeah. the recap time. What's that? The recapper? The recapper. <laughs> you know. Oh, dear God, no. No? No? It's all of us. Okay. All of us recapping. No, but I do want to start by uh, mentioning a, um, 
uh, a ceremony of sorts that Steve and I went to. It was actually, it was a... Um, we were castrated. No, we weren't. It <laughs> oh, was, my God. Yeah. I used ceremony because it, it had to do with the uh, with uh, the Freemasons. Yes. And more specifically, Columbia Lodge 91. Uh, over the weekend, we received an award. Uh, and we were invited to the Masonic Temple of Philadelphia to receive this award. And it was on behalf of, of the show. Yeah, it was, for, yeah, the, it yeah. was for the entire show. Yeah. And um, I'm telling you what, man, I had uh, I had been familiar with the, the building and how wonderful it is supposed to be, but had never been there in person before, and neither had you, Steve. No, you, I've driven around it countless times because it's right, you know, in that area right by C- City Hall. Yeah, and yeah. it was... Have you guys ever been in that building? Yeah. No. It's amazing. So it's you know sprawling old style architecture, obviously outside all built of you know stone blocks and and uh, stuff. But so where the the meetings take place, and by the way, you know they're they're obviously committed to philanthropic activities, and that's I mean when you 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 when your list of um, luminaries includes George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Voltaire, yeah, Lafayette, Lafayette uh, yeah, and, and scores of presidents, right, and, right. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot there, but, um, it is as resplendent as you would imagine it would be in these rooms where these various meetings take place to discuss the benevolent acts they're going to be doing in the charities. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're huge. Many of them, they're sort of designed, Nick, uh, you know, they, the first room I walked into reminded me of parliament without the center, uh, you know, uh, console there. It's it's very impressive. By the way, I need somebody to to run into the office right by my desk. Casey, would you mind? Because Marissa stepped out. Yes. Uh, there there are two bags there. There's some gifts that they give. So wait, there she goes. There she goes. No, she's going. Uh, there's two bags there, and uh, I got to thank uh, the Mikes. Mike, yes. Mike McKee, uh, who is and I didn't write down anybody's titles or anything like that. Mike McKee was the guy who gave us the tour, right? And then the other Mike, Viceroy, who is a uh, it's Polish name, and I didn't write it down. He said he's the only Polish one on there, but he's a grandmaster. He's the grandmaster uh, for Lodge ninety one, the Columbia Lodge ninety one. But he was the one that presented and said that we should be up for this award. Yeah, and, he's, and, he's a longtime listener. Yeah, and they just do this once a year where they they find a, a group and they, or a person and highlight them and they present this award. He said actually a lot of people press and listen who are the Freemasons. A lot of the, the Brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you, man, these guys, all they want to do and, and the, the, the lore behind the Freemasons and the mystery and all that yeah. stuff, they get the joke. It's kind of a joke to them that, yeah. that yeah. there's all this mysteriousness uh embedded in this in this brotherhood because they kept saying oh yeah we're gonna have to kill you now because we we showed you the 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 (laughs) private room here and now we're gonna have to kill you afterwards so they they kind of find it funny Uh, yeah yeah but the the truth is to to get to the like for example um uh, the shriners uh are you have to be a freemason before you can become a shriner so shriners oh i didn't know that is directly connected to Uh, the, the Masonic Temple. Mike Liskowski. There you go. Oh, from uh, Monsters Incorporated. No, that's uh, Wiskowski. Oh, that's okay. Wiskowski. Uh, but anyhow. He did have a huge eye. Mike was great. And uh, and these guys, they just, they work so hard on um, on fundraising yeah. and, and uh, philanthropy uh, interest. And, and it's, it was really cool. It was cool just to learn. And this has been, been around forever. So they have, they, what they had there, by the way, in, in, in documentation, they were showing us original Text and documents, you know, signed by P.T. Barnum, and uh, yeah, because Tom Thumb, yeah, was a Mason. Yep, 
and uh, it was about him appearing or something along the lines. And they, they had this really old book that they had and showed us. And some of these things are all in climate-controlled, uh, protected uh, uh, environments. So uh, over the course of years, too, Preston, <clears throat> where they've had these these fires periodically within the building, um, you know, it's been around that long. So I think it was 1874 when it was completed. Uh, and uh, so they uh, what they did is they replicated a lot of the, um, the the woodwork in the building is actually plaster made to look like wood. Oh no kidding! So it won't it won't burn. You know, and, and I've, I've got to tell you the 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 ornate uh, nature of some of these rooms is yeah. just incredible. You walk into these these grand hallways that have you know black and white marble floors with these sweeping staircases, and then you walk into another like uh, the meeting one of the main yeah. room, I think it might have been the Corinthian room, this meeting room which is all you know adorned with red carpet and the you know brilliant burgundies and reds, all this gigantic room. 25-foot ceilings, Oh, maybe, they were Steve? flying drones around in these rooms just to get pictures. And, I mean, they, they go about this. Yeah, well, so, and there's one, there's a room that, that is uh, Egyptian in its decor, which... Yeah, the uh, Egypt room. Yeah. yeah, 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 which is amazing. And, yeah. th- like, thrones and uh, all this symbolism all over the place. That sounds cool. And, like, the Egypt room in particular, Steve, I thought it... it it was almost like being in Universal or Disney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and only you can't, you know, it's it's in displays that are away from you, and you can't touch or get anywhere near. But you can get up close and personal and stuff. But they have several of these huge, ornate meeting rooms like this, and it's just a uh, it's just a marvel, and it's pristinely clean. They keep it immaculate. Uh, things so when you walk through, and uh, for example, there there are two doors that lead into this long hall with with some really mm-hmm. incredibly comfortable furniture that's been there for forever. Yeah. yeah, but the the doors, each of the doors weighs a ton. Yeah, so um, you that's, know, stuff like that. That was the Ben Franklin room. Yeah, uh, and they had like a like an eighteen foot tall statue of Ben that's in the main room that you can, if you want to, have say, a wedding ceremony or, or wedding reception or something like that. They have these beautiful rooms that you can rent for stuff like that. And That's that, crazy. that particular one. I mean, I've never even thought to go in. You know, yeah, they have tours, actually. They're, they're tours that go all the time. So uh, so you can have them. In fact, they're they're proud of their um, the, the tours that they lead and the information that they impart. But they press, yes, they do have secret hallways. A, we went through a secret passage. Yeah, 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 oh, you yeah, did? Yeah. Yeah. So there's an area that looks like just a wall, yeah. and you kind of push it in, and then it slides up. Yeah, and then even then, inside that there was a, um, and that's when the horrors come out. <laughs> no, there was a, uh, there was a this ornate lamp that was in there, Kathy. And you might just stop right there, but there was another hidden panel off to the right. And when you go into that, it takes you back into in between the walls. And that's when the horrors come. <laughs> that's when they brought out all the horrors. <laughs> Man, did we have a good night! What they had in there, Preston, though, was from the point of where it was built. Yes. you know, in the eighteen. 18- 50s or 60s, however long it took to build it, the uh, sort of temporary stair or, or ladders. Yeah. If you've that, ever been to a new home that's under construction, yeah. they're, they're building a new home before they put stairs in, they'll just take two by fours and make makeshift ladders. Yeah. And they have those, but they're from from the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are still there from when they were constructed. And it's, right, uh, it's pretty it's, cool. It was very cool. Steve was telling me that you guys were taking on a tour, and I was like, ugh, yeah. that sounds like so not fun. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I'm not like a go on a tour kind of guy. This wasn't super fascinating. It, it wasn't the type of tour. And in this room in, in yeah. 1823, that's over here. Yeah. Is where we put the coat racks and over. No, it Steve, was the moment he said, uh, "You go, what's up on the third floor?" He goes, "That's where the Knights Templar meet." And we're like, "Well, we have to go up there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he t- and that was all roped off and stuff. I didn't think we were going to get to go up there. And he took us up to the Knights Templar room. That's cool. It was really, really cool. So this is the. Uh, I think it goes back and forth between Boston, but the the belief is is that this is the oldest in the in the country. This okay. this, this this temple and. Uh, uh, but it was they have pictures apparently um and and documents but when city hall was just starting to be built they were sitting right there and yeah. and uh it's it, it is pretty amazing in fact the location was picked because they they wanted it outside of the city what they thought was outside of the, <laughs> in the suburbs and and you know or at least so that they could have a little bit more room uh-huh. to, to grow and and now you see where they're they're dead center you know and everything so. yeah and it's funny i, I still think about you know the, the um uh, the theories or the or the uh, conspiracies that are, yeah. that are thought of, of of this group. These guys are just kind of fun, kind of geeky, mm-hmm. cool. You know, just want to hang out with each other, guys that want to do a good thing and, sure. and help other people out. That's kind of what I got from it. The mission statement is to make better people, to make yeah. better, more generous, uh, you yeah. know, more more um, um, uh, committed people to the welfare of others. So you know, and in, in in the in the brotherhood, so to speak, if if somebody at one of the chapters there was they were talking about a story of one of the guys in Pittsburgh, his mother was in an accident, a car accident, or whatever, mm-hmm. had some sort of thing, and they they alerted the brothers in that area to go and and to take you know make sure they had groceries and all that stuff. So it's it's really pre- it seems to be predicated on that. It, it, it's it's very cool. And and also that one of the things I found out was like at meetings and so forth. One of, one of the things they they try to. It's it's open to all faiths. Yes. There is no real faith there, mm-hmm. and uh, as far as you know, uh, that has to do with the organization and and politics is it's off the table. Yep, yep. you 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 don't talk about it. Yep. Oh, yeah, everybody's there. Yeah, 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 totally. And you, I was like, no about, kidding. Yeah, you just talk if, about if you if you start heading down down that path, you're you're told to look. We don't do that here. Mm-hmm. And then if you can shut your mouth, and then if you continue yeah. to do that, you can be you can be kicked, kicked out. out. And no you kidding. and you can't campaign to be. In grandmaster, the right? They, yeah. they, they, you know, it, it, that it, that will stop you from becoming one. You're, wow. you're, you're selected because of your altruistic activity. Yeah, that's reason enough to join. Just yeah. the lack of yeah. politics. Yeah, yeah. So they gave us this award. Which oh, I wow. It, oh, wow. That's Isn't that nice? Preston yeah. <laughs> and Steve, would you please place your penises on this table? Uh, <laughs> Uh, and they also gave us... Oh, oh, ow! 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 <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> you only get one. Um, and they also gave us some other gifts for each of you guys. Yes. Uh, they have these really cool, um, tumblers, uh, that each one of you get, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. nice tumbler. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's pretty so, cool. And, and some other uh, other tchotchkes. So yes. I'll, I'll make sure we hand that up. But they were super nice. The food was great. The people were really, really friendly. And, and we enjoyed it. And listen, if you haven't gone in that building, and if you think you've seen every noble historical site in Philadelphia, and you haven't done this, you got to go do this. Yeah, it's right there. They give tours. And a lot of interesting facts about it, too. One of the things I didn't know that I thought was kind of cool is, like, the different sides of the building are made differently, indicating on your relationship to the brotherhood so the back of it is kind of rough and rustic yeah and if you're kind of new to 
uh, the organization, you come in that way because you're not honed yet. You're not there. And then one side of it is slightly finished a little bit more. And after you've been in for a certain amount of time, you come through that way. Mm -hmm. And eventually it gets around to the very front, which is pristine and beautiful and perfect. And, like, that's where the grandmasters enter through. Wow. We we, we actually crawled into the sewers. Yeah, we did. Right. (laughs) We did. Uh, but nice people yeah. and and a cool award and and we appreciate it and we'll take some pictures and, and make sure we we post that online. Yeah. So uh, that was one of the things from this weekend. Yes, a whole bunch going on. Yeah. Who else did what? Well, I was I was with you on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yesterday morning we did the Laurel House 5K. Yes. Uh, which was awesome. You ran it. Uh, I scooted it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was surprised and you did the whole. They had a one. You could have just done the one mile scooter yeah. boy. Well, I wanted to uh, test my legs, so to okay. speak. So I, I walked slash hobbled some of it, but my son came with me and he ran a decent amount of it. But Preston, uh, you ran the whole thing, right? I did, yeah. Which was impressive. Um, but it I did just... a nice easy jog. I wasn't going okay. for time, but I but I did not stop to walk at all. I'm, you can I'm, knock off a of 5K. Thing. People don't, if, yeah. especially if you do it at a nice jogging yep. clip, it's not that bad. Yeah, and uh, it, it ended up being a, a, a nice morning while we were there, and then it, uh, the weather shifted uh, for the rest of the day, but uh, I posted a picture up on, on Instagram of the three of us, and uh, I, I just love that organization. They do They're such great. great work, and I don't know if you're allowed to reveal the news about what What's coming up next year? But it's pretty cool. Well, they're opening up the new location. Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah, they they're uh, they're going to move and they're going to be in that Upper Gwinnett area, which and is awesome. They always keep the location secret, uh, which they should because these are women yeah, who are sure. trying to get out of a bad situation, and you shouldn't know where that is. But it's going to be in that zone. That's what huh. I was told. So uh, good on them, and these these fundraising efforts are paying off. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so you so. used your like your knee scooter to to I, do I, some of it. I took the scooter with me the whole five k, uh, and I kept my boot on the whole time but i i walked some of it there, some of the path was uh kind of bumpy road so <laughs> i couldn't scoot along that part of it but uh yeah it's it an awesome event if you get to a chance to join us next year or walk a mile on her shoes yeah. i wish they do in the spring uh come out for that one as well they have their gala coming up so yeah. there, there's some cool things i'll make sure we remind you kathy's brother got married Yay! over the weekend christopher Yay! My little brother got yeah. married. Uh, it was great. It was so much fun. It was in the city. Uh, it was, you know, it rained Wednesday. It was pouring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Thursday was super windy. We had the rehearsal dinner, but by Friday. And man for man played, which yes. was amazing. So why did we play blinded by the light? Because well, on the sunny day, she yeah. were blinded by yeah, the light. Exactly. Oh, Come on. Okay, I got you. Follow along here, brother. Anyway. Uh. Uh, so by, uh, he got married on Friday. By Friday, it was beautiful and it, it was nice. He had, you know, it. there's certain things that go into having a really good wedding. And, you know, of course it was my brother, so I was going to have fun no matter what. But he had an awesome band and the food was great. Like two things that if you have that, you're going to have a decent time. Oh, yeah. So it was, everybody had a great time. It was wonderful. This is a great picture of you uh, standing. Is that on Market or uh, that's that on South Broad Street? Yep, okay. I was right. We went in the median and uh, yeah, took a quick picture with City Hall in the back. That Let's seems to be a, that's a popular shot. I should get one of those. Yeah, yeah you, you know, what? and it was so. Can cool. I borrow I, that dress? I kept I kept trying to get that picture <laughs> when we were walking around the city all weekend because it just was so so pretty there. Yeah, uh, and you know, a nice uh, a nice weekend weather wise. So. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I jumped to the median and <laughs> had somebody take a picture of me while I was there. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it, it was great. Uh, congratulations to them. They're doing the, uh, they're holding off on the honeymoon uh, until the summer. She's a teacher. So, a lot of people do that now. Yeah, so yep. they're going somewhere like kind of in the area uh, next weekend and then uh, they're going to go away in the summertime. Kathy, oh, I, I how think about the on Masonic the... Temple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you posted a uh, photo on maybe on Instagram stories where your oh. dad was just kind of wandering around outside the bus. No, no, no. So uh, it was, it was 
my dad. It was the father of the bride. It was two bus drivers. It was a couple of pedestrians. And one of the bridesmaids is a Secret Service agent. And she was out there. The bus driver, unfortunately, uh, came to pick up the bride and uh, the bridal party and the parents and all of that. And he locked the keys in the no. bus right, oh my God. right as we were ready to no. leave. So, yeah, so so all, the dads went out and there were all these people. They had like some, you know, um, the, the little uh, things that people put their cigarettes in outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is that? Like the little tower it's thing? It's a makeshift. That, yeah, it's an ashtray. ashtray yeah. And, yeah, like so it was, uh, they kind of took the, the ashtray part of it off and then <laughs> tried to shove it into the door of the bus to like <laughs> pry the door open. So it's not up on my story anymore. I can repost it, but you can see it hanging out of the door of the oh, bus. Oh, God. Yeah, so we actually all had to get into Ubers and, and Uber to where we were going because she was going to be late. Yeah, that's late. crazy. Yeah, and they, they did eventually get, somebody brought an ex- extra set of keys and, and he was able to meet up with us uh, at the, the second location. So it, it was okay. I felt bad for the driver, man. He he felt so bad. Of course. You know, obviously he didn't do it on purpose. And, you know, we had asked him later, we are like, are you going to get in trouble for this? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so I felt bad for him. How many people attended? Uh, it was about, I think, it was like two hundred and fifty. That's a big wedding. Yeah, it was a big wedding. We have a big, you know, family, and and so does she. Did uh, Janice Joplin's fan side make it? Uh, you know what? The, the band side. did. It. I think they were given instruction not to, just because my mom, you know, gets a little weird about it. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, the uh, whore. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so it was great. Congratulations to Christopher and Christiane. Nice, excellent. And Saint played a gig this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so- <laughs> we played at the the Broken Goblet. Uh, you opened for Rat Van. Rat Van was the the main act. We were the support act. Uh, no, we had a good time. Marissa came out, yeah! and so did Brent Porsche. Oh, and he's a rocker, which I didn't even realize until the end of the night. I saw Aww. some dude in a fedora and a jacket, and I just saw his silhouette. I didn't yeah. know it was Brent Porsche, but sure enough, it was him. So I was really really happy those guys made out. We had a good time. How was the what, turnout? Uh, it was great. Yeah. It was packed. We had, we had a, a lot of people there, and uh, they seemed to have a good time. And uh, it's it's a really good place for live music. Big stage. Uh, makes you, when, when you're performing on stage that's up high like that, makes yep. you feel pretty badass. No, so. that is cool. And you were, you were talking about the stage. So it was, it was a uh, um, good audio, everything. And, and, and did you play for the whole? As far as I could tell. Two sets? Yeah, two yeah. sets that were over an hour long. Did anybody one, bring so. down any show-related uh, signs or anything? No, no signs. Uh, no signs? signs? Yeah, but lots of listeners. All right, cool. Lots of listeners. Hold on, Marissa's pulling, pulling her mic close. Yes. You guys are really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, I expected it to be awesome, and I got there, and you guys were rocking out. That place ha- kind of has like a TLA vibe where there's like a second story. So yeah. it was like, I felt like I was at a real rock concert, because I was. Nice, nice. nice. Did, did you years. sell merch? Did you sell merch after the show? We don't have merch. You don't have oh. merch? Oh, no. man, you got to get merch. Got to get merch, Preston. One thing I'm going to work time. on that for you. Right now, we're gonna, we're working on somebody sponsoring our banner. Oh, so real? Oh, if you there want to you be go. on the Saint banner, baby steps, man. Window like Nation. <laughs> want to get like no, not Window Nation. I mean, Window Nation would be great, yeah. but I mean, like a beer or something like that would make more sense, right? So first there was Live Nation. <laughs> now Window Nation presents Saint. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, Just keep it in the nation family. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me know if you want to sponsor the Saint Banner. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. We, yeah. we had a good time and uh, and really nice group of people at Broken Goblet. Everybody works there as, as a little 
awesomely weird, if you know what I mean. They're I like, like that. Yeah, they're, they're, Has a little bit of character. Yeah, totally. They're they're great. So they were they were a lot of fun and and nothing but good times. And so Casey, our next gig, I want to plug yeah. this now because we are going to raise money for the Camp Out for Hunger. Oh, that's awesome. We are going to take our pay for the night and we are going to contribute it to the Camp Out for Hunger. We will be playing Friday, November fifteenth. At Chaps in Eagleville, which is essentially West Norton, okay. and I've been to Chaps a few times. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a cool place. So uh, good food, and uh, who's booking your gigs for you? Great cocktails. Uh, Mark, Ruben Kincaid. Ruben Kincaid. <laughs> he used to handle a group called the Partridge Family. Oh, I remember them. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't work with them anymore. Now, uh, Mark, uh, our guitarist, okay. does the booking. So we we do the booking ourselves. Two right. things yeah. we we have to mention: the uh, that we got a check for the camp out for hunger. From the Masons. Yes. That is correct. The, uh, a, a, a wonderful check for uh, $1,000 yep. to kick off the camp out for hunger donations, and it was a wonderful thing that they did. Yeah, so thanks to, to Mike and, and the guys once again. But um, anyhow, yes, yeah, so St. Friday, November 15th. Go ahead and put that in your calendar. Uh, Chaps, Eagleville, all the money is going to go to the camp out for hunger. Awesome. And uh, we'll probably, you know, pass a bucket around and take some donations or something like that. I will, I will nice. try to make it out to that one. Oh, that'd be, be cool. be a nice tie-in. In yeah. uh, case you spoke at your... I remember you, you were practicing for this. Uh, you spoke at your elementary school, right? I did. Well, not at my elementary school, but uh, for my elementary okay. school. So my elementary school actually burned down. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You so burned the place down. I did not. No. Oh. Unfortunately, it was like a boiler fire and oh. kind of lit the whole place up. So right now, my school is actually... They're, at Cardinal Harrell High School, okay. and they're taking up uh, two wings of that school. But uh, so I went to OLPH. Uh, it's now a regional school. So Our Lady of Fatima uh, had closed down, and they're at OLPH. Uh, I believe St. Joe's in Collingdale, St. Gabriel. So now my school is call, called called um, OLA, Our Lady of Angels, and they had a gala on Friday night. And I need to thank Miss D, my sixth grade teacher. She's now uh, Mrs. Cochran, but I'll always know her as Miss D. Uh, her and another wonderful woman named Terry Gamble asked me to speak at this thing. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, they wanted, And I'm like, what do you want me to talk about? You know, um, like I, I work on a morning show and we play yeah. a lot of sound effects like this. <laughs> You know, yeah. um, but Did that worked for you. It totally worked for me. Um, so they just wanted me to, you know, talk about my um, experiences as a, you know, a student at a Catholic uh, yeah. grade school, high school. And I, I sent my kids to Catholic school. Did it so go well? It did. Yeah. It did. I was obviously nervous because it was like yeah. serious and stuff. But yeah. so Terry Gamble, this woman says, hey, Miss D is so excited to bring you up on stage. Uh, she's, you know, really excited to announce you. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, she's my favorite teacher, blah, blah, blah. No, she had a full-on presentation, like a like a, a slideshow with pictures. K- Casey through the years? Well, so. She, the through way, the years. <laughs> the way she did it was so brilliant. She basically, my driver's license is. Were, oh my God. <laughs> were like uh, the, the the catalyst for the. So she had pictures of my driver's license, how it corresponded to a picture that I took in grade school. Stop it! Oh I swear God. to God, yeah. we need to see this. Yeah. So um, uh, so I actually sent some pictures to Marissa. Um, the, I want to say the first license picture she brought up was, all right. So this is me in sixth grade. There's a picture of me that is literally our class picture. That's the face that I made. And as, you're doing it. So he's, he, what he's done here is he's pushed his 
bottom, his top lip all the way up to the top of his gum, so just all the teeth are exposed. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. like you rabbit dry, teeth. You dry your gum yeah, yeah, off. Dry my bit. gum off, and I had rabbit teeth, and that's how I posed for our class picture in sixth grade. Of course you, you did. And, um, you have changed so much. <laughs> and then You've really grown up. She went from that picture to uh, the licensed picture where I blacked out my tooth, oh and my I was like, showing my teeth. Yep. Did people, were people dying? Oh, my God. I was dying. It was so funny. That's brilliant. Yeah, and then um, I think the last picture she chose, I can't remember which one it was, but it ended up with my current uh, license photo. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, and it was really, really great. Uh, but unfortunately, because she had done this like over the years thing, uh, it was like that was like the first two paragraphs of my speech. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I was going to so, so I kind of went up there and winged it. You just bitch. A, <laughs> you just get up there. You shut up. It. You suck. Shut up. <laughs> You're ruining it. <laughs> well, I was worried, man. I was worried that I was going to go up there and crap the bed. Like, I just, you know. I... How bad, I mean, honest, at a benevolent sort of thing like that, yeah. what, 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 what are they going to, like, like storm the stage no. and, and club you to death? No, no, it's totally going to be fine. They were thrilled to have you, but it was it was neat, and you know, and and Miss D said nice things about me, and and the reality and the truth is. She's my favorite teacher of all time. Yeah. Of like of all of all through grade school, high school, college, whatever. She is the my most favorite teacher. Um we were her first class ever. Yeah. Like so and she and we're her favorite class. But what I had said in the speech is, is true. Like I you know, I talked to her later on and, and you know, uh after I was an adult and I said like because no teachers ever really liked me, but she did. Right. And she goes, you know, case like you were 11 years old. You were doing what 11-year-old kids do. Like, I'm not going to treat you like an adult or how I want you to be because, you know, you're, you were 11. So, right. I, you know, like, uh, and so I really, really appreciated that because I had some other teachers that, uh, you know, I wasn't a bad kid. I just was a little rambunctious. You needed to find your way. I was a little rambunctious. Yeah. And then you found Jazz Tap. Yeah, I found, but um, I also bought a new outfit for the evening. I even pieced it all together, and I, I think I looked a little bit handsome. Uh <laughs> I, I do think I got to cut my hair though. Yeah, I, it's time. I don't know how to. What stop. are you growing? I think for? I look handsome. I don't, you know, Kath, Nothing. because I committed to it, okay. and I don't want to just like cut it all off. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, I mean, this just is cut, like a, cut certain hairs. <laughs> but uh, I, after, like, oh my god, I forgot to tell you guys about this. All right, so, all right. Okay. So okay. I'm getting ready for this event, <clears throat> and I get out of the shower. I blow dry my hair because yeah. it's long and flowy. And uh, and then I realized that I don't have like hairspray to kind of like, to hold it in yep. place because it's not really super long enough for me to like really tuck it behind my ears. So I I'm digging through the drawers and I find um, I find no I find uh, Halloween hairspray and <laughs> it was yellow. So I'm like, I don't think it'll show up if I just oh, use a little bit. No, if I just use a little bit, it you know it won't. Um, it won't really show in the hair, and so I give it one tiny little spray. Yeah. Not only did I, like, <laughs> basically miss my hair, I got it all in my ear, and then in my hair, and I was like, God damn it. I got, like, I got to get back in the shower. I got to rewash my hair, and I was, like, running late like I always am. But I'm, I'm like, why would you think that this wouldn't show up yellow in your freaking it's hair? Designed it's designed to look yellow. Yeah, yeah. It's yellow. It's, it's like a lighter color, like... You know, if I just give it like a little, hmm, this says we'll turn your hair yellow. I don't think it would turn my hair yellow. <laughs> it turned my hair yellow. 
it turns out. out. It, it turns, turns out. out. It turns out. What is this? Instant hair yellowing. <laughs> I don't think that would turn your hair yellow, would it? <laughs> Not just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Works completely and eternally. I can get away with this. Eternally. But, of course, I wasted a good two, three minutes trying to, like, dab the yellow out of my yeah. hair. I'm like, no. I have, uh, to, I have to get in the shower. I have okay. to redo right. this whole stupid re- thing. Shower. Wow. Yeah. All right. Did we, anything else from the weekend to no, report? That's it, guys. Well, the union one and Marissa. Hey! Actually, that is the one, the one sports <laughs> oh, bright yeah. light in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was incredible. It was cold and rainy and gross all day, and that stadium was electric, and it was so much fun. And Sebastian Latou stood on a table and got yelled at, and it was just did it he really? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy so came excited. over. He he looked at me. He's like, if they when they not if when they score again, I'm going to get in the table. And they scored, and I looked at him. I was like, now you got to get in the table. So he gets up and he starts cheering and getting yeah. the crowd going. And the security guard came over. He's like, sir, 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 you got to get down. You got to get down. Yeah. And then he came back later, ten minutes ten minutes later, and he's like, I'm so sorry. He didn't <laughs> pull the old "Don't you know who I no, am?" thing. No, no, he's not. Don't that you know who I am? No, 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 it was it was uh, it was all in good fun, and um, I stopped by like the Sons of Ben tailgate, and they put on a great party. I know they they actually invite us all the time to come by, and I've never been, so I stopped by. Um, I got a cool Philly versus everybody uh, pin that all goes to charity because they do great things, and uh, it was just those guys was, are great. Yeah, yeah, it was it was so much good. I was telling them it was very much great. I was telling them uh, I can't Marissa. even get my own quote right. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Mr. in the green room, I don't normally watch uh, soccer on television, but I watched that game yesterday, and they were down 3-1, and they came back to uh, score two goals in the second half, and then a um, they scored the fourth goal in extra time. It was electric. It was so much fun to watch on uh, television. I can't imagine what it was like in the stadium. Uh, and then they actually scored a fifth goal, which they had um, overturned towards the end of the game. But uh, the next game is Thursday away. Next game is Thursday in Atlanta. Yeah, and uh, a lot of thank yous, Kathy, for your dancing video. A lot of oh. girls. Oh yeah, that, that was the <laughs> that was the uh, the positive. That's what uh, turned it around. That did, That's it. did it. Mojo that did and, it. And Casey's wow. uh, insisting that they know the rules. That's yeah. cool. And then Thursday, over sixty rules. twenty, and then the team's twenty percent effort. Yeah. And then I did one more thing, by the way. This is oh. recapping the weekend. I went to the Twenty One Pilots uh, concert last night. But at least I watched the first three or four songs, <laughs> and then I had to do it because they didn't go on till nine. And it was a school Did night. you go by yourself or? No, no. I took my <laughs> no, no, daughter. My daughter had to go. With it. Yeah. No one would go with it. She's it a was huge a 21 Pilots fan. It was fan, the yeah. first concert she really, really, uh, really wanted to go to. So That's awesome. Had to make that happen. So uh, that uh, that added to the weekend. It what was, was the opener? crazy busy. Uh, uh, Rat Van. No, it wasn't Rat Van. <laughs> they played the Broken Goblet. <laughs> uh, Mr. Wise. Okay. A, a group that I'd never heard of before. And they were fun. They were, they were good, good, too. Yeah, it was just kind of alternate groups, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was really interesting crowd. Really cool. They're very passionate fans for that band. And my daughter is, she is one of them big time. Was it sold out? It was. Wow. Packed house. Yeah. And and my first time seeing some of the upgrades on the building. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, the bathrooms are awesome. Yeah. They, they really cleaned are. them up really, really nice. Uh, I didn't get a chance to look at everything, but... Um, yeah. I'm impressed with uh, with just the pisser. <laughs> you didn't get to do a boom boom. I know boom boom. Oh, all right. Next time, I'll bake. A Can't good wait one. to crap in this one. Oh, so you were in like the one, like lower one. So you, so you saw that little food court outside of like one. I did not. I didn't. Okay. We didn't spend much time walking around. So it was it was mobbed. Longest merch line I've ever seen. Too yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. See, yeah, so. Saint is missing out on that money. I mean, we got to get it. We got yeah. let's get a start with a sponsor first. 
for our banner, and then we'll then we'll work on merch. <laughs> Baby steps. Right. But anyway, this has been Weekend Recap. <laughs> there you go. That's our That's theme. New. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second, and we have the B5 on the way, so stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Greta Van Fleet. Five Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Delilah's, and Delilah's presents a night at the movies to their 28th anniversary party on Wednesday, October 23rd. Guest DJ PS1. Visit Delilah's.com for details. A Bronx man is suing NBC Universal after he paid for an unlimited refill soda machine deal. At one of the company's theme parks, only to discover he had to wait a whole ten minutes between each pour. Oh, my God. So he's suing NBC Universal. What the hell kind of world do we live in where you have to wait ten minutes for your next glass of soda? Louis Arnaud is angry over the false advertising, saying he learned while trying to quench his thirst that the refills were, in fact, limited to a measly total of only six per hour, according to the class action lawsuit. I know. Arnaud said that he visited Universal's Island of Adventure in Orlando, and he bought a 16-ounce Coca-Cola Freestyle Cup, which purported to come with unlimited refills all day for $16.99. The next day, he reactivated the cup at Universal's sister theme park, Volcano Bay, for $8.99. The cups come with a computer chip to show that you've paid for the bottomless deal, but Arnaud learned that they were also tracking how often users top off and are programmed to limit refills for every 10 minutes. Was that stipulated in the original deal? When he tried to quench his thirst and refill his cup again before that period was up, the machine flashed a message rejecting his request. It said, hi, you are not quite ready to fill up, it proclaimed, along with the number of minutes that he had to wait, according to photos of the failed attempt in his suit. Uh, His suit also includes ads for the freestyle deal at the park, which promotes unlimited refills, with 100-plus drink choices, but doesn't appear to mention the limits. Uh, the move is a deceptive and unconscionable trade and business practice, the suit charges. I'm going to own this park. Yeah. So I guess the word unlimited refills uh, is the issue. Is what got him uh, a little hot under the collar. So, but, uh, I mean, they, a soda. I mean, you can't just sit there and open the, you know, open your mouth flow. <laughs> until you die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ven- venomous pus Caterpillar. Oh, yes, we've talked about these. Venomous pus caterpillar appears to be back in Florida for its seasonal return. A Florida woman documented her scary and painful encounter on Facebook. I'm back. Brio Terry was in Dade City, Florida, said the post in the post that she leaned against a wooden fence and she felt her wrist start to burn after coming in contact with the pus calip- caterpillar. Oh, Terry said, it felt like fire ants in that moment. I looked down and saw this fuzzy thing moving across the wood. Hi. She was checked out by an EMT, but symptoms increased later in the day, and her husband took her to the ER. Looks like she was uh, stung by a pus caterpillar. (laughs) She said, I was watching my son practice, and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. I thought I was going to pass out. And then came the pain in my chest, in my entire right arm, radiating from my wrist all throughout my arm and shoulder. 
The pain was so excruciating, I was hysterically crying in the hospital, pleading for the doctors and nurses to help me, and morphine didn't even touch the pain. So that has to be staggering pain. Yeah. So that, does that, that has to go past, say, fire ants. Fire ants are painful, yeah. but I've never heard anyone call it uh, that, that morphine couldn't counteract the pain. A 2014 report by the National Geographic, by National Geographic said the caterpillars are the most venomous of their kind in the U.S. and that their soft outer comb-over hides small, extremely toxic spines that stick in your skin. And Oteri warned others to be on the lookout for these painful creatures. Just look for caterpillars with bad hair. And lots of pus. Yeah. A Queensland council will replace a strategic bush outside its art center to hide the vulva on a sculpture called Birth of Venus following a complaint. So they're doing a, a statue, Merkin? Kind of. Yeah. Well, they're just going to put it, they're going to stick it where it's it's covering up the... Uh, or it's An actual bush bush or a statue sandwich. bush? An okay. actual bush. Okay. Uh, Lulu Drew lodged the complaint <laughs> with the Moreton Bay Regional Council after she visited the Breeby Island Community Arts Center and noticed the sandstone sculpture were showing private bits. Yeah, you can clearly see your claim. Uh, Ms. <laughs> Drew said that she had visited the center with an elderly gentleman and they didn't know where to look. Ms. I Drew never want to leave. Then contacted a former counselor who told her the statue was the same one that had previously been removed from a public wow. park because of complaints in 2008. The sculpture created headlines after the mayor, Alan Sutherland, ordered it to be moved to a park. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sutherland said at the time it had been moved... As it was offen- it, it had been moved because it was offensive to women after vandals had painted the vulva pink. Yeah, that's yeah. probably not good. Uh, the sculpture, and by the way, the way it is, she's she's laying on her side with her legs together, so you see it from the the rear. I got you. you. See the fold, and so there. they painted oh, no. up, mm-hmm. and that made a big issue. So, that, so now they have uh, uh, the the hedges are growing over it. They're going to put the hedges. Okay. There. Not now. The, the, Won't so that that's make it worse? Point. The sculpture, a three-part sandstone sculpture with a shell, Venus, and plaque, had been at the center for more than a decade following the Wurim incident, which is the other location it was in. Why don't they turn it into a soda machine that dispenses (laughs) unlimited soda on a special plan? The sculpture had at one stage sat at the back of the art center before being relocated to the front 12 months ago, but it was only after a bush concealing the genitalia was removed that it became an issue again and prompted Miss Drew's complaint. Uh, the spokesman said a bush that was planted at the center was stolen and we're going to replace it. So that's how they're taking care of that. <laughs> A fedora-wearing D-bag was caught on camera smashing holiday pumpkins on a Brooklyn stoop twice. And vigilante neighbors are teaming up to catch him. And this is according to uh, Hubert Kaloff, whose stoop it was. He said, what bothers me is this an adult. Uh, I can't believe it. This is an older-looking guy in a fedora. He comes up and just destroys this guy's pumpkin. What's that lunacy? And he's done it twice. It seems like more of like a kid vandal thing. And even then, it's a dick move. But when you're an adult... He first struck around 2 a.m. when he stumbled up to the porch and slammed the painted pumpkin into his front stairs. Surveillance footage shows the clumsy criminal trying three times to destroy the decoration, bouncing it unsuccessfully against the sidewalk before it finally busted open, and then he left. He returned to the home again on Wednesday, this time sporting a leather jacket and a fedora as he went to town on Caliph's replacement pumpkin. I'll show them. But Caliph refuses to have his Halloween spirit crushed. He said, uh, neighborhood sleuths, so I'm working together through a community Facebook page, sent him a name and an address that would help lead him to the jerk. 
And although cops are searching for the man, Karlov said that he plans to take matters into his own hand. He said, I think I'll be better off handling this guy than the police would. Uh, without elaborating on what he planned to do, he said, I'm going to kill him. He said, <laughs> I'm going to shoot him in the back of the head. He said, I don't really want to bother them with this little thing. Says, don't you worry. He's I gonna, got it. He's going to handle this, yes. And then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap it up. A woman was arrested after she made an unusual request. According to police, the woman was uh, was waving down one of their officers on Thursday night. She told the officer she had run out of the gas, which she did. She needed a ride to her yeah. car. The officer gave the woman, Lynette Stewart, a ride, as well as a gas can. And just as a formality, he checked out the status of the vehicle, and it was stolen. (laughs) She flagged down a cop to give her a ride to the car she stole. I'm so sorry. My stolen vehicle (laughs) ran out of gas. Could you help me? Do you mind? Yeah. Stuart was arrested for... I didn't know how much gas was in it because I stole it. Vehicle theft (laughs) and possession of methamphetamine and booked into the county jail. And that is what I have for you in the bizarre file this morning. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll see how closely you've been paying attention today. We'll have a lesson question from today's program, as well as the trash and the music news. That's on the way next. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stick with us. Mike going to uh, be winning a trip to uh, Los Angeles for yet another premiere. It's four weeks in a row we've given away an L.A. trip for a movie premiere. And they're always great, the stories we hear. Oh, my God, yeah. That we hear from people about uh, the stuff they've done and how fun the event is and uh, hotel accommodations and all that stuff. They treat them like gold. They really do. They they want them to come back with the idea is you come back with a great experience and you serve as a profit for the movie. And so they treat you uh, first class all the way. All right, we're going to see how close you've been paying attention. We're going to do today's lesson question. A pair of movie tickets from Fandango is what we'll give away. So you get your you know pick of the litter, I assume, with that. And the question I have this morning, we have to ask this. What dog society does Ginger Gonzaga run? <laughs> this might be a hard one, man. It's, it's a tough one. We mentioned it a couple times. What dog society does Ginger Gonzaga run? Uh, two one five two six three W. It was Ginger Gonzaga that ran this. Yeah, um, she. Yeah, Jim Carrey's ex girlfriend. Oh wait, I think that's right. No, it should have been from uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I don't think so because he had a puggle, right? Yeah, but we followed it up with the Jim Carrey story. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> okay. All right, 215-263-WMML. Let's see if you know the answer. It's what, complicated when you lie. It does. What dog <laughs> society does Ginger Gonzaga run? 215-263-WMMR. Right, we're going to do the trash fire calling. Give us a call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Temple Football. Don't miss a huge prime time showdown when Temple Football battles UCF on Saturday, October 26th, 7 p.m. Lincoln Financial Field. Kids tickets on game night are just $10. Visit OwlsTicks.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the porn star known as Bridget the Midget Powers could be facing eight years in prison after attacking her boyfriend with a knife. Powers is currently being held in protective custody inside a Tupperware container. Oh, oh my God. 
God. Lauren Sanchez will soon be able to marry her boyfriend, Amazon owner, and richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, now that her divorce from husband Patrick Whitesell is about to become final. Whitesell immediately agreed to the to, to the divorce after asking Sanchez, what does he have that I haven't got, only to hear $111 billion. <laughs> And finally, Michael Strahan's ex-wife, Jean Strahan, filing uh, legal documents to get half a million dollars more in child support to pay for their daughter's horse riding lessons. Strahan has called the request a, quote, total crock of sit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Hollywood trip. All right. We shall see if we can find an answer to this question. Uh, what dog society does Ginger Gonzaga run at 215-263-WMMR and I will go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Good. Uh, Kevin, what uh, society, what is this that uh, dog society does Ginger Gonzaga run? NAPS, North American Pug Society. It's close enough. Yes, yes. Puggle. There's a pug, Puggle, but uh, he was clearly listening. So, Kevin, you got it right. Hang on, we're going to give you inform- <laughs> get your information. You haven't played the bells in a while. No. Uh, <laughs> wow. Good. You've been, somebody's been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get it that precise. We have a pair of movie tickets from Fandango, and you can get into the Halloween spirit with Fandango and see Stephen King's Dr. Sleep. On October 30th, a week before it hits theaters exclusively through Fandango Early Access. Get your tickets to see Dr. Sleep first, only on Fandango. I should be done with the book by tomorrow. So uh, what do you think so far? I personally love it. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this quite a bit. And, uh, I, and I went back-to-back with The Shining right into this. Which so. would you like more? Uh, I, I, this one's got a little more action to it. Okay. There's a lot of nuance to The Shining, which is great. Right. Uh, but this is a little more right to the punch. All right. And there's more people involved. But uh, but Shining's a classic. It's, it is. It's great. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with the film. Stephen King just put on uh, Twitter yesterday that um, he's done some thinking. And uh, sure enough, uh, We're Gonna Need a Bigger Boat is the greatest movie line ever spoken. Oh, really? Yeah. According to him? According to him. And then it's, uh, the a close second is uh, Game Over Man. Game, Game Over, over. Aliens. Yeah. That's a good one, too. All right. Uh, we're going to do music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. And it is brought to you by Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University. The Pennsylvania Ear Institute offers quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Their expert audiologist will help you hear your best. For more information, visit salusuhealth.com slash P-E-I. Uh, Soundgarden, Depeche Mode, Judas Priest are all among the top five artists leading the fan vote uh, for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of inductees. As of Saturday night, it was Pat Benatar that had received the most votes, 149,831 votes, while the Doobie Brothers followed with 134,982. Doobie Brothers are great. I love the Doobie Brothers. There's so much great stuff going all the way back to the earliest days of the Doobie Brothers, then the Michael McDonald years, you know, obviously were super popular, but there's tons of great music. You go back to the earlier stuff like Jesus is Just All Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's some really, really good stuff in there, man. They Trying were, to grow. Yeah, this. Uh, the, uh, talented what's, what's, his, band. what's the. Uh, Tom Johnson. Yeah, oh, he's so talented. Yeah, great singer. I love this guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were a fantastic band. 
Uh, Soundgarden was in third place with 127,652. And Depeche Mode in the fourth spot with 114,444. Judas Priest was fifth with 108,286. Uh, uh, nearly 1.4 million votes have already been cast since uh, voting began. Uh, fans can cast or vote at the museum in Cleveland and on its website. They can also vote on Google by searching Rock Hall Fan Boat or any nominee name plus vote through January 10th. And fans can vote up to uh, five times wow. or can vote for up to five nominees every day. If the doobies make it in case, do you think the Gibbons kids will get a nom? I don't know. Okay. They weren't in the same episode. I know. No, I know, but, but they, they were. They, it opens the door. Let's put it that way. Okay. Which doobie you be? Hmm. <laughs> My half brother. <laughs> uh, X Blink 182 guitarist Tom DeLonge's UFO Research Group to the Stars Academy of Arts and Science has announced a new partnership with the U.S. Army. Whoa! Which allows the two groups to collaborate on future research. So they're being taken very seriously here. We are ready to transmit. We are ready to transmit. The collaboration allows the Army's Ground Vehicle Systems Center, or the GVSC, and Ground Vehicle Survivability and Protection, GVSP, access to to the STARS research on material science, space-time metric engineering, quantum physics, beam energy propulsion, and other concepts which may enhance... I got a big box, yes, I do. I got a big box. How about you? It was the wrong one, but it'll work. (laughs) Uh, which may enhance survivability and effectiveness of multiple army systems, according to a press release. So there, listen, that gives it credibility. That yeah. adds gravitas to his uh, his whole thing there. Dr. Joseph Cannon of U.S. Army Futures Command shared in a press release, we look forward to this partnership and the potential technical innovations forthcoming. Uh, the collaboration is another feather in DeLong's cap, who has seen his organization cited in the New York Times uh, on the Pentagon's uh, on the report on the Pentagon's twenty-two million dollar program for UFO research, uh, the report also mentioned the existence of mysterious metal alloys as potential evidence of UFOs, which the Long's organization later claimed to have acquired for investigative purposes. And those alloys are said to be what drove the U.S. Army to partner with the Long's outfit. Pretty wild. Something's up. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen. Uh, it, according, despite the recent cancer reports, appears looking happy and fit in a new photo on social media. Uh, he was photographed on Saturday hugging Sue Dion, a receptionist at Beverly Hills Ogara Group, a high-end auto dealer renowned for selling such brands as Aston Martin, Bentley, Lamborghini, and Rolls-Royce, among others. Dion posted on her Instagram account a picture of the two and said, I've had a bad week, so please indulge me in this gushing post. I love my job. I love the cars, I love my coworkers, and I love the clients. Admittedly, I've had more than my share of cool things that I've done in my life. So it was a big deal for her to meet Eddie Van Halen. So he had gone to um, Germany, right? There was a, There's an institute in Germany that's been handling his throat cancer treatment. Sources, according to uh, TMZ, have reported that. All right. Whether it's true or not, I don't we know. We don't know. Uh, the new photo comes on the heels of that report that Van Halen is once again undergoing cancer treatment. I uh, was treated for tongue cancer in 2000-2002, had more cancerous, gro- cancerous growths on his tongue and throat removed back in 2011. She removed the photo for some reason, this uh, Sue Dion person. So it was up on her Instagram account uh-huh. and is now no longer. That's too bad. Mm. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we're going to circle back to that for a moment, has amended its nomination 
of legendary metal act Motorhead to include drummer Mickey D and guitarist Phil Campbell. Initially, only the band's early classic lineup, uh, Lemmy, also Fast Eddie Clark, and Phil Filthy Animal Taylor, all of whom are deceased, was nominated, but a fan outcry led to Campbell and D, both of who spent more than 25 years in the band, uh, being added to the list. So they are going to be considered. They they do that sometimes, don't they? So they'll take band members that were not, that don't fall within the parameters of the inclusion into the Hall of Fame and allow them to add those members in. They've done it before. Well, these guys have been with them for 25 years. Well, yeah, I guess at the original recording, so yeah. they weren't on that. But I, I'm not sure. Maybe they maybe they had some... Maybe they performed on some recorded music that was within the parameters yeah. of 25 years. I'm not sure. But Pearl Jam, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, all, the not drummers, all the drummers yeah. made it in. But Matt Cameron did and Dave Abruzzese did, or maybe Dave Cruzen did. I, the, one of the Daves did. <laughs> Abrazzese uh, didn't. Correct. That's, yeah. You're right. You're Night right. of a Thousand Daves. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then one more. Oh, go ahead, Case. No, sorry. Dave! Yeah. <laughs> Filthy animal. <laughs> Got that in. That was for, yeah, Phil, Filthy Animal Taylor. So that that's spot on. Listen, we have something for just about everything. We, we do. do. Uh, for like Amazon. If only we had somebody named Sandy to mention. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. Sandy! Yeah. Or a... Baby named True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, one last story, and I'm doing this for uh, listener Richard. Richard. Um, actually, it's not a story; it's a giveaway, and it's actually for Francis. Oh. Francis. Uh, free he music wants to hear space people. Free music Monday. <laughs> I'll take caller number eight, and I will give you a digital download of the new album from Foles. Ah. Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, Part 2, which is out now from Warner Records. And they say that they were heavily influenced by Manfred Mann. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) it's true. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We'll take call number 8, and we'll set you up that digital download. Dear Lord, they need to take a commercial break. (laughs) We're going to do that, but uh, you need to stay with us because we'll get the letter of the day when we return. Stay with us. President Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Been an enjoyable program today. Glad you were along for it. And uh, some thank yous in order. We had one guest. It was a not your average listener. Tommy Martino. Yeah. Was here. Tommy wrote a book. It was uh, pretty fascinating. Yeah. Inside Game. The true story of the NBA scandal. And uh, he and... A buddy of his from uh, from his youth uh, got caught up in this uh, scandal you may remember from a few years back involving an NBA rep. Uh, it's now being made into a movie, which is coming out in November. And uh, you thought his story was worthy of not your average listener, you know, uh, of an award. We gave him $250 courtesy of Sunoco. So uh, thanks for coming in this morning, uh, Tommy. Appreciate that. That's our only guest. Uh, we need to do our letter of the day for our new Word of the Week prize. So we're going <laughs> to ask an individual to give us that very letter, and he's going to do that thing. Why he's, you, sir? He's walking Why you, sir, who just came in <laughs> off the street. Why don't we have you do it? I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. H as in Hank. All right, we have another trip for two to Los Angeles for the premiere of Midway on November 5th in L.A. Like I said, the trip includes two round-trip plane tickets, two nights hotel stay, 
And two tickets to the premiere Midway opens uh, nationwide uh, in theaters on November 8th. So uh, get ready. We'll give that away on Friday, which is cool. Who's uh, I have to take a look. I'm not really sure yet. Woody Harrelson. Uh, there's a, a few other names you might, might not be familiar, but there's there's a lot of up and comers um, who are actually the, the guy Preston from um, uh, from Deadpool, who was uh, who was his Francis, the the, the um, his his nemesis. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He's oh, in, Ajax. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I know the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know his name, but I know yeah. who you're talking about. Uh, I love your shirt, Pierre. I love that oh, shirt. Thank you. That's great. Well, I don't know where I found this, but it's. Uh, I, I'm not a Buddhist, but I love Buddha images. Right. Yes, and uh, they so I have a lot of little Buddha <laughs> statues around my house, so they just find them peaceful. It has a it's wonderful and, slogan underneath. Yeah, it's got uh, Buddha sitting in a garden, is, is striking the pose, and it says underneath. And I'll paraphrase: "Let that crap go," <laughs> but a little bit more vulgar than that. He's sitting under the Bodhi tree, which That's is great. He, he spent the time re- reflecting under the Bodhi tree. So we all occasionally need to let that esco, esco, yeah, esco. So um, I thought it would be appropriate yeah, for anything. After the weekend, it's time to let all that go. I went and saw Hamilton last night. Oh, you did? Oh, I saw How was it a couple it? of weeks ago. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah, really amazing. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Uh, I get my little induction thing tomorrow um, and uh, the daytime thing. So I won't be on the air tomorrow. I'm not sure who's on. I think Ray Kub is on tomorrow. Oh, oh very cool. Um, what, what what time does it get underway for people noon, who want to? think. Yeah. Noon, yeah. So we're yeah we're gonna come down and, oh, and wave on. We'll we'll be riding in the float behind you. Excellent. <laughs> and Jack is Jackie gonna be down there broadcasting? Yeah. So he'll do cut-ins, I guess, with yeah. Ray. Okay. Yeah, I think that's how it's gonna. And then later tomorrow, uh, Matt uh, will uh, induct me tomorrow evening. Um, Casey, do you have that? Piece? It's all ready to go. Um, uh, we actually got some early audio of what Matt plans to say about me uh, tomorrow. And so uh, I'd just like to play that for you now if we could. Okay. All right. Here we go. Give it up for the one and only Pierre Robert, a true Philadelphia legend. And when he dies, we're f***ed. Is that the MM barbecue? Yeah, it was from yeah. the MM barbecue a couple of years ago. It's after a couple cocktails. Oh, just a cocktail. Feeling the fruits of life? Yeah, uh-huh. he was feeling uh-huh. the fruits of life. That's um, great. So I think I think it'll be very similar to that tomorrow. Um, so I just wanted to share that. Nice. Uh, sorry, we have breaking news here. There's a uh, there's a big fire in Philadelphia. Oh, no. Yeah, somebody um, texted in, and um, we can't see out our windows, so I, I don't know if we're able to see it or not, but it's at um, Cobb's Creek. Yeah. Sorry. 60th and Spruce. South 60th Street and Spruce Street, mm-hmm. and it looks like one, two, three, like several row homes are on fire. Oh. That's what it looks like, right, Nick? Yeah, and so it's a three-alarm fire in the Cobbs Creek section of the town. Wow. I, okay. I mean, that's pretty close to where we are right now. I wonder if we could see the smoke from uh, probably we have these tarps over our windows because of the construction that's going on in the building. So we, if there is smoke, we can't see it. So it's what an is... auto body shop. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. What uh, what constitutes uh, what level of alarm? In other words, is uh, oh, I, we, we've talked about it before. And I used to think it was how many different fire companies were. Yeah. The alarms were raised, but it's a little bit more technical than that. We've had we've had chiefs call in and try to. Explain, explain it. it to us, but we you know, still don't know. The, the, the amount words... of alarms, the more serious it okay. is. I know that. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, but anyhow, hopefully they get that under control. So maybe Pierre will have the news for you a little bit later on. That oh, okay. his, his uh, crack team of reporters will be out on the street getting the information. Pancake, Pancake will be out there. <laughs> investigative reporter. We going out over investigative reporter. Pancake. <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
<laughs> at the scene. Yeah. At the scene. Um, um, so, all right, so we got our letter. We're good on that. What's coming up on the program on today? The program. We'll have more Free Music Monday like you did. The Foles Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, part two, uh, to give away for you. We have Jimi Hendrix, Aerosmith, and the Kinks to play for you in Workforce Blocks. Yay. Yeah, it'll be fun. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And Meineke, America's Choice for Auto Repair. Tomorrow, ah, in the studio tomorrow, Harry Hamlin and Stephanie Powers. Yeah. Maybe just Harry Hamlin. Really? We're, they're dropping like flies! We lost BB Newer today. <laughs> yeah, like... Tiffany's been moved. What? And now Frank Stallone's not going to show up? No. What the F is going on here? Listen, are there, are like there no more B level celebrities left? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> oh, my God. We were supposed to have Stephanie Powers, who was the girl from Uncle Pierre. You right, remember? No, I remember. And this there's is hard. Ch- there's still a chance. There's still a chance. That Harry is coming. So saying there's still a chance. But okay. there's still a slight chance. Probably not going to happen. We lost BB. We lost <laughs> Tiffany. We're losing Stephanie. Our pet's heads are falling off. Everything. <laughs> All right. Tune in tomorrow. See what happens. That's nothing. it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Hey, Casey. Why you gotta disrespect apple cider donuts like that, man? What the hell they ever do to you? Next message. So I go to my grocery store in Bluebell last night, and it turns out I qualify for a free turkey. So now I can't do anything except sing turkey certificate. Next message. Here's a shout out to my old mother-in-law. The only reason you want to be stay your house is because I was a idiot like your husband and your son. Bitch, guess what? I'm not mad and you don't know because you're in another state. Ha <laughs> ha! The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.